State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We all can't help but wonder what adventures lie just over the next ridge. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there. If you're taking on your adventure in a 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is always updating Assistant that can be called on for almost anything. Along with Assistant, Google Maps and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Nissan SUVs have the capabilities to take you where you want to go. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Listen up, NBA fans. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up using code BREAKFAST. Select between two and six NBA players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Track your picks and play against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now using code BREAKFAST and take on the competition with your best NBA player picks. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with code BREAKFAST. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18-PLUS in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, please visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. Good morning, USA! Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Friday. Yes, it's Friday. The weekend is here. How y'all feeling? Tired. Yeah, Fridays are always like, woo, we've been working all week. Yes. I definitely feel blessed, black, and highly favored, but I definitely feel tired uh, as well. But we here, man. It's Friday. What's happening? It's Friday, man. Yes, it is. What y'all doing for the weekend? Anything? Y'all made plans that far? You know what's crazy? I'm supposed to be going to Nashville today, but um, my flight got canceled. They actually gave me notice yesterday, so then I had to do uh, jump through hoops to get on another flight to be able to land early enough, right on time. But um, yeah, Why they I don't know. The, flight? the big storm um, in, in Florida, I think, right? And coming yeah, I down think the coast. it's weather. 
whether that's affecting incoming flights is affecting flights from landing. So they already know that some flights have been canceled to get to New York. And so the plane won't be here because of other cancellations. Oh, I'm looking at it now, but I don't be seeing it. You know, it's so crazy, man. You can watch the news all the time. And I guess with so much going on in the world, especially being that this was a, a, a midterm week. week, I mm-hmm. ain't seen nothing about this Hurricane Nicole until I Googled it just now. Yeah, other we than Angela Yee talking about it every day, but, you know. Well, she, maybe she need to do a better mention because I don't remember that story She either. talked about it every every day this week about the storm I coming. I heard it. I heard right. it not one time. Okay, yeah, no, well. we, we definitely talked about it. And we talked about in Florida how um, in November, I think they said this is the first time in a long time they've had a hurricane in November yep. or something like that. I'm looking at it. It says a rare November landfall in Florida. Mm-hmm. Second hurricane yeah, to hit Florida this season. This guy. We talked about it. I know. Yeah. And, and I went to, um, yesterday Y'all I went to a about five pop-up. people dying? If I'd have heard that, that'd have been different. Five people got killed because of the hurricane already? She didn't She didn't say five people died, That's but she I'm talked saying. about it's very rare that, you know, hurricanes happen in November well, and that they've been, you know, getting people out of there, evacuating people. She talked about all that. All right. Yeah, now, I, I also want to talk about, um, yesterday I went to Mom's Spaghetti pop shop that they're doing for Eminem for the 20-year anniversary of 8 Mile. So that was a pretty cool experience. You know, they have the mom spaghetti. Um, they did it in Detroit, the restaurant, and now they have it in New York. And so it's oh, like really? a whole interactive experience mm-hmm. where you get to take a picture, like the cover of Eight Mile. You get to walk through. You get to try some of mom's spaghetti also. Oh, dope. 20 years since Eight Mile. Lord have mercy. Yeeks. Yep. We well, that sounds about right. Because my this weekend, she, my daughter Madison, she turns my oldest, of course. You know, I got a 21, an 18, a 9, an 8, a 7, and uh 11 month, almost a year old. Uh, yeah, she turns 21 this weekend. So, we yeah, time flies. Old, time flies. We're seasoned. And you get to recreate that scene in the bathroom where he throws up when he's nervous and he's freestyling in the mirror and then he throws up. They have this whole experience where you can, uh, they have a, it all set up for you to redo that whole scene and then they send it to you. It was cute. All right, well, let's get the show cracking. Um, Ida Rodriguez will be joining us. Her Ida. and Ian Lara. Hmm? I said salute to Ida. She was with me last night on my uh, late night talk show, Hell of a Week, man, on Comedy Central. Ida is, Ida is amazing. That's right. She has a new show called Romantic Comedy. Actually, Ian's special is called Romantic Comedy. It premieres on 11-11 on HBO Max. It's directed by Ida. We're going to be kicking with her. But that's today, and we're gonna be kicking it with her. And then uh, it's Veterans Day, right? Am I right? Today is veter- Veterans Day. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So salute to all the veterans out there. We actually have from the Wounded Warrior Project, General Michael S. Lennington. He's gonna be uh, joining us and talking about some of the projects they're doing for uh, veterans out there. So let's get the show cracking. Front page news. What are we talking about? All right, we'll talk about Jake Paul and Andrew Tate. They are going to be fighting. It's a fight that's been talked about for a long time, and we'll give you more details. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, with Thursday Night Football, the Panthers beat the Falcons 25-15. All right, now, um... The Wizards beat the Mavericks, the Hawks beat the 76ers, Heat beat the Hornet, and the Trailblazers beat the Pelicans. Now, what else we got, Easy? All right, well, Jake Paul and Andrew Tate, they are negotiating to come face-to-face, and they are going to fight. So, looks like that is going to happen. People have wanted that to happen. It's been talked about for a while. As a matter of fact, um, Andrew Tate had offered 
Jake Paul $3 million to fight last year. But uh, Jake Paul had other opponents in mind at the time. And Jake Paul is coming off of a win over former MMA star Anderson Silva. That did, by the way, only get between 200 and 300,000 pay-per-view buys. And so recently he had said that that turnout was kind of upsetting. But um, Andrew Tate has gotten a lot of controversy for his posts online and he's been banned from several platforms like Twitter. He's attacked victims of sexual assault, claimed depression isn't real, and has also said that he is both a sexist and a misogynist. Now, Jake Paul has said that he doesn't believe in all of that and his sexism, but also said that uh, his social media bans are censorship. That right there is probably going to... Break a lot of pay-per-view records. I mean, if 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 uh, their YouTubes are any indication, if they're as popular on YouTube, uh, and that translates into people buying the fight, they should sell a, a lot more than uh, what that what Jake Paul and Anderson Silva did. All right. Well, those neg- negotiations are underway, and. Phil Knight, the co-founder and chairman of Nike, has said that he believes that the relationship they have with with Kyrie Irving is likely over. Kyrie stepped over the line. It's kind of that simple. And uh, so he he made some statements that we just can't abide by. And that's where we ended the relationship. And yeah, I, I was fine with that. All right. This was on CNBC. He was doing an interview. And when asked about Kyrie, He said that when signing athletes, they consider not only how good the athlete is, but also the kind of character the individual displays. And he said it's not an exact science, but it's a process that we go through with a lot of intensity and with a lot of people uh, sticking their hand in it. So right now it's a pause, but he says that he doesn't see them going back. You know, that that is so performative. Uh, And the reason Mm -hmm. it's so performative is because Nike said back in May they probably wouldn't be renewing Kyrie's contract. And they said that it was uh, his consistent time off the court Mm -hmm. and that he's made it extremely. He said they said it's it's consistent time off the court has made it extremely difficult to market his sneaker. And remember, Kyrie called Nike out on social media and said the new shoes were trash. He said he didn't see the designs. Yep. Yeah. And Nike said he was unpredictable. They said Kyrie was too unpredictable back in May. So this is very performative uh, for him to get out here and act like it's this situation that uh, caused him to to sabotage. They literally said back in May they probably wasn't going to be renewing his contract. Now LeBron has also clarified his stance on Kyrie Irving. A lot of people were coming at him uh, for what he said previously where he said he apologized but he caused some harm. I think it's unfortunate. I don't stand on the position to harm people when it comes to your voice or your platform. Well, he went on social media now. He went on Twitter and he said, I told you guys that I don't believe in sharing hurtful information and I'll continue to be that way. But Kyrie apologized and he should be able to play. That's what I think. It's that simple. Help him learn but he should be playing. What he's asked to do to get back on the floor I think is excessive in my opinion he's not the person that's being portrayed of him anyways back to my rehab session what did LeBron say different on Twitter LeBron's statement at the press conference was fine too y'all be trying to put words in people's mouth and make them say exactly what y'all want them to say like like, what do you want LeBron to say in that situation other than what he's been saying Mm mm-hmm some people also, were trying to Phil, say he threw him under the bus, but it didn't he, feel he did like not. that. No, he didn't. He didn't, didn't at all. I, I didn't feel like that at all. Also, Phil Knight is lying, and he's lying because uh, what, what statement did Kyrie make? Kyrie didn't make any statements, you know? Kyrie posted a mm-hmm. documentary actually without any statement, without any context. You can't tell me that anything in those uh, press conferences he might have said was over the line. You think it was something he said in the press conference was over the line? Right. 
Well, that is your front page news. All right. Get it off your chest. The 800. Is, real quick, you know, the problem with this situation is because uh, it's a climate that Kanye West created and, and Kyrie got caught up in. But Kyrie and Kanye's situation are totally, totally, totally different. Totally, totally different. Uh, Absolutely. To me, to me personally. And, you know, yeah, Kyrie, I agree. Ha- Kyrie has apologized and, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, he should be able to play. He should be able to play. After, you know, yeah, after, he has after, definitely after, apologized. He's been suspended. So let's get back to business. Right. After the but the company up, that he works for he wants him to, to do play. those six things before he gets back on the court, right? Yeah, and that's the Nets. That's up. That's up to the Nets. The right. Nets. The Nets. Uh, clearly, the, clearly, the Nets have other issues with Kyrie outside of this statement, and they're using this statement, um, you know, to 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 to, to, to penalize get, him. get him in line, basically. Yeah, to penalize him. Absolutely. That's what I think. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Again, are you all about the NBA action? You've got to try Pick 6, the newest fantasy app from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Right now, new customers can earn a 100% instant deposit matchup to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Getting started is simple. Just download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up with code BREAKFAST. Pick at least two players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Like, will they score more or less than 30 points? Or have more or less than eight assists? Lock them in and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and get started with Code Breakfast. New customers can earn a 100% instant deposit matchup to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with Code Breakfast. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit to receive a match of up to $100 in Pick 6 credits. Non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only. Expire after 180 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Nissan has a car for everyone, and that means every driver who wants more. Whatever your more is, more freedom, more head-turning style, more exhilaration, Nissan has it. Get more exhilaration behind the wheel of the Nissan Z, the sports car built to deliver the most thrilling drive ever. Make more moves with the Nissan Rogue that can switch between power and fuel efficiency at the press of the pedal. If you're craving more adventures with your crew, try the Nissan Pathfinder. The vehicle with the muscle to help you handle the journey. Want more of a rush with your drive? Zip around in the agile and stylish Nissan Sentra. And for a drive that's positively more electric, the Nissan Aria has the perfect combination of raw power and refined luxury. 
when you want more of what makes driving exciting, from sports cars and sedans to EVs, pickups, and crossovers, you can rely on Nissan because more is all we do. To get the endless excitement and the more you've been looking for, check out Nissan's amazing lineup. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. 2023 EPA Fuel Economy Estimates. 30 City MPG. 37 Highway MPG. 33 Combined MPG for Rogue S and SV Front Wheel Drive. 28 City MPG. 35 Highway MPG. 31 Combined MPG for Rogue S and SV All Wheel Drive. 29 City MPG. 36 Highway MPG. 32 Combined MPG for Rogue SL and Platinum Front Wheel Drive. 28 City MPG. 34 Highway MPG. 31 Combined MPG for Rogue SL and Platinum All Wheel Drive. Actual mileage may vary with driving conditions. Use for comparison only. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. It's the uh, it's Friday. If you're feeling away, if you're upset, you're feeling good, whatever it may be, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051 is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This Emery again. I caught y'all again. Good morning to all three of y'all. How about Emory, that, why man? you yelling? Why you yelling, King? Come on, simmer down. Simmer down, King. <laughs> it's hype this Friday. I, I am. I am excited. It's Scorpio season. My birthday tomorrow. Today, my, hey. my best friend's birthday. Shout out to Quila on her birthday, man. I'll be 33. Blessing. You know, I just Congratulations, wanted to get off my man. chest. Thank you. Thank you. I just wanted to get off my chest. You know, I got this Facebook page out right now. Um, it's called a felon, not a failure. Yes, I am a felon, but I'm not a failure. You know what I'm saying? I, I drive truck. I like that. You know, I do my thing, and uh, I, I'm just blessed, man. So if anybody out there, y'all want to come, get y'all a story, uh, you know, to inspire other people who have been arrested or anything that served time, and they out here feel like they're having a hard time. You know, it's people out here that, you know, overcame everything, and I just want, you know what I'm saying, to, to share to share that with anybody who felt like they can't get it get that get their foot through the door. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to I'm trying to be that person to get them know to keep going. Never give up. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. All right, brother, thank you. Hello, Hello. who's this? Good morning, Breakfast Club. How y'all doing? This is Dingo giving you a call from Dingo Zero Nine Two Five Street Wear Clothing. How y'all feeling? What up, Dingo? Hey, hey. we chilling, man. We chilling. 
Just wanted to call in, man. I see y'all up there real tired today, man. I get it. It's Friday. It's been a long week. Yes, it has. A little energy. What's going on with y'all, man? How y'all feeling? I'm good, Dingo, man. <laughs> hey, I'm good. trying to I'm get my coffee machine straight. working. I feel you on that. Angela, did you watch those movies that I recommended? I haven't even had a chance yet, but I did write them down. Okay, good. That's fair enough. Nothing wrong with that. Just as long as you check them out. I know it's past Halloween, but hey, we in there. MV, MV. Looking forward to that car show, man. I really want to try to take that trip down. And why are you playing Chicago, bro? Why are you you not trying to bring a show down here? We're going to bring you a great show. When's the next car show in Chicago, fam? You know what? Chicago? Yeah, they got cars uh, in Chicago. They got cars every city. Yeah, we got cars in Chicago. Are you kidding me? We got uh, the best of everything because everybody from all over the country, they come here and they bring all their cars here. You yeah, know you know, you, you know what it is? You got to pay for to get the cars down there and you got to find the venue yeah. and all that. It's not it's not as easy as you think. Most venues, they do it outdoor. I do my stuff indoors, so if it rains right. or if there's a problem, but it, we, we, we trying to work city to city. We go Give us some time, man. We only started this car show two years right. ago, three years ago. We'll be there soon. McCormick Place in Chicago will hold your event. They, that's where they do the auto show and all that good stuff. So you definitely need to check out the McCormick Place. They'll be more than happy to accommodate you, brother. And you you black, too. So they love working with black folks. I promise you. <laughs> you're definitely, definitely going to get that gig. I promise you. Yeah, we're going to try to get to every city, man. We, we trying, man. We, we, we trying to plan it out, brother. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uncle Charlotte, um, hey, man, I appreciate you always. I've been on my mental health journey because of you. And, uh, you know, it's really been helping me out with my business and staying positive and staying focused on that. So I do appreciate you also. I wanted to Love my brother. You. I wanted to bug you, brother, for a Black Effect snapback, man. I do a Done. radio show coming up, and I'd love to rock it on my show, man. Thank you. We're going to send you the Black Effect uh, snapback, man. Hold Eddie, on, all right? Put my guy on Thank hold and send him the snapback. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need the vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Peace. Power 105.1. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Good morning, DJ MV, Charlamagne, Dodd, and uh, Angela, this young lady. How y'all doing this morning? Peace. What's up, Ready? brother? Um, I was just really calling to piggyback off what Charlamagne was talking about about the Kyrie situation, my. Now, I do feel like they're going too far with what they're trying to do to him. He did, you know, he, he apologized in so many words, but uh, it just bothers him that, that everybody on Kyrie had like this, but nobody said too much of anything about the Brett Favre situation. People have been talking about the Brett Favre situation, but like I said earlier in the week during Donkey of the Day, it's up to it's up to social media to make those stories like Brett Favre bigger. Because I don't know if social media realizes it. Once something hits the news and then they take it on social media and amplify it, that's what makes it a story for days and days and days and days and days. There's nobody talking about the Brett Favre situation on social media because we too busy talking about Kyrie. Yeah, you're 100% right. Like, I don't see nothing about it on Facebook, nothing. Like, on no social media platform, I don't see anything about breakfast. Because it's in the uh, mainstream news. It's in, it's in the national news. I just did Donkey of the Day today for the university. I mean, up this week for the University of Southern Mississippi because they don't even want to give the money back. And they got the nerve to say, well, the people can use the facility. <laughs> like, what? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I missed that one. I missed that one. Mm-hmm. All right, brother. Have a good one, man. Hello, yo, who's yo, this? Yo. What's up, man? It's your boy, Crypto Quavo. What's up, man? Get it off your chest. Crypto. You still hey, got look, a lot of crypto? Was, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I wanted to talk about uh, the, the rules of the road. If you're on the highway and you're in the left lane and it's a car behind you, you need to get over to the right. You're slowing down the uh, traffic. 
People got places to go. People late for work. People got uh, cargo got to get delivered. If you on the road and you on the fast lane, you need to get over to the right. If the cars are trying to get by you, you got to know the rules of the road out here on the highway. I agree with you. You in the truck now, brother? No, I'm, I'm in my car. I'm in the sports car. I'm late from work, so I'm trying to okay. get to work. And, uh, traffic is out here, so I'm down. All right, brother. Well, be safe out there in the road. Don't don't let nobody piss you off and do nothing stupid. Hello, who's this? This Todd calling out of Newark. How y'all doing this morning? Brick City, what doing? up? Get it off your chest. Well, I just want to give a shout out to my wife. We got an anniversary coming up next week. Hey. Uh, November 18th. It'll be two years we've been married. Congratulations, so, King. And that's my person. That's my person. I want to give a shout out to all three of y'all doing y'all thing. MVG, Charlemagne. I just believe that everything you do, good, manifested into the universe, you know, it comes back good to you. I also want to give a shout out to uh, her, Insta- her Instagram out there, D.Mace. She's got a new song coming out that's out now called Love Games. You can find it on all the platforms. So, D.Mace, Love Games. Okay. Love games. All right, brother. Have a good one. All right. Y'all have a good day. You Thank too, now. You, sir. you too. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now we got rumors on the way. All right, and let's show some love for Mia J. She was Young Dolph's partner, and it's been almost a year since he was killed. And she went on Instagram to talk about what she and the kids have been up to and how they've been facing a lot of challenges. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Charlemagne. Yes, sir. How was uh, Joe Coy? The hell are you talking about? You promised Joe Coy you was going to go to his show November 10th, which was last night. Oh, my God. Man, I forgot about that. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Oh, my God. Man, life is busy, well, bro. I was shooting my TV show yesterday. You promised him. You sat here I on forgot. this air. Well, I forgot. I don't know what to tell you. That's why. Did I, that's anybody why remind no, nobody remind. I didn't even. I didn't. I, I didn't even think about it. Damn, my bad, Joe. Envy, why I, you ain't I, tell him yesterday? I forgot. I catch Joe somewhere though. I mean, he's on. A, he's on a world tour. I catch him somewhere. We got the holidays coming up. I'll catch Joe somewhere. Damn, it don't, don't have to be in New York. Uh, you just promised him. But let's get to the rumors. Let's go. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. All right, a third suspect has been indicted in connection with the death of young Dolph. On Thursday, yesterday, less than a week away from the one-year anniversary of when this all happened, 43-year-old Hernandez Govan was indicted on charges of first-degree murder, attempted first-degree murder, and conspiracy to commit first-degree murder. He's the third person to be indicted on murder charges. Two other suspects, Justin Johnson or Cornelius Smith, were arrested just days after the shooting. They were both also hit with the charge of first-degree murder and attempted first-degree murder. All right, oh. and in the Dang. in the midst of all this, like we said, November 17th would be the uh, one year since uh, Young Dolph was, was killed, and mm-hmm. his partner... Mia J went on Instagram to give more insight into what she's been going through with their two children. Here's what she had to say. Today is a week from the anniversary of me losing Adolf. And anybody know as a parent, like mothers get that end of the stick to where kids challenge mothers. Thing is, is with my children, the things that they experiencing is because like they're going through hurt. 
and they feeling like something. It's just unfair. They don't deserve it. We didn't deserve it. And it's like it's getting thicker and heavier the closer we get it, man. And I just get mad. Why do we have to go through this? Because somebody felt that it'd be better to just take somebody life dog and then you get down to it the reasoning behind it whatever it's not it's never good enough and it's like me advocating for black men deserve to grow old me saying this it's like to be asking myself is it gonna ever change mm. it's a damn shame that young Dolph murder feels like it was years ago to us it feels like that to us the general public but you listen to that trauma and that woman's voice that family has to deal with that grief and that trauma every single that's right day every single day for us it feels like something that happened a long time ago for her it feels like yesterday yeah god bless that family man definitely sending that family healing energy and she's right why do we have to keep going through this for what what are y'all killing each other over why now she also posted it is effed up that someone felt they had the right to take a man's life when they have no ability to create life. It's effed up that my daughter and especially my son is heavily grieving not having a father anymore. For my son who is growing into manhood, he looks to the men and man in his life to show him how. And considering that he had the best, dopest, most solid father any little black boy would dream of having, it ain't a mentor around who replace what he had. I so she does ask people. that we continue to keep I think I think we lost she. She lost she. Listen, I don't even know if these people realize what they are huh. doing when they raise that gun and pull that trigger. Like when you pull right. that trigger, do you even understand the consequences of your actions? Do you even understand how not only are you about to take somebody's life and ruin a whole bunch of families' life, ruin a whole bunch of generations, yeah. what you're about to do to your life and 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 and, and your generational lineage? Do y'all even understand? You know, we was talking about that uh, yesterday with Van Lathan uh, after hip-hop homicides, and I was saying that, like, the way people could just pick up a gun and just shoot somebody, just like on, life man. is just it's just whatever. Like, it just doesn't make sense that you hate somebody or you want something that bad that you want to end their life. And you're ending your, you're ending your, your own, own in the process. Because right. you're going to get right. caught, bro. You're going to get caught, and you go, they're going to put you in the jail forever. That's what the judge is going to say. You Sentence forever. You're Lifetime. never coming home. That's right. All right, now, can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. Oh, okay. An exhibit soon-to-be ex-wife is suing him for allegedly breaking their oral... She said that he had committed to provide lifelong financial support for her. Krista Joyner and exhibit broke up last year, and Krista Joyner, she said, during the time... The parties maintained their relationship. Exhibit would combine his skills, efforts, labor, and earnings and would share equally with her and all property acquired and accumul accumulated by him or by and through any entity in which he had an interest or which increased in value or was entitled thereafter to acquire or accumulate. So in case of the event that their relationship ended, all of the property acquired um, should be divided equally between them regardless of how the title was formally held. So she's saying that he promised her this orally, and she did serve as his confidant, companion, social and business partner, homemaker, housekeeper, and consultant in connection with uh, financial and family matters. Do oral commitments stand up in court? If it's proven. I am not sure. If it's mm -hmm. proven, but, you know, they go with the prenup, what, what was on that paperwork. You can say no, whatever you say, because it's my word versus your word, but if it's a prenup, they're going to go by with that prenup. Clearly ain't no prenup, right? Yeah, and they actually um, did for 20 years, and they were married for six years. So I don't know what's going to happen, but he's making a lot of money uh, from 
the cannabis industry also. So according mm-hmm. to what she says, she believes that he's hiding his assets and that he makes a million dollars every month. All right. And that is your rumor reports. All right. Thank you, Missy. Now we got front page news. Next, what are we talking about? All right. Well, there was a noose found at the Obama Presidential Center construction site. It's a a building and they have suspended operations after a noose was found there. And they're also offering a reward to find out who was responsible. All right. We'll get to that next. And also shout to Nas. Nas released his album uh, last night, King's Disease 3. We're going to get a joint off that album. It's called Done. And it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Right now, get the lowest prices of the season on a great night's sleep during Mattress Firm's Veterans Day Sale. Save up to 60% on select mattresses, plus get free and fast delivery. Visit a store near you or mattressfirm.com today. That was Nas off his album that came out last night, King's Disease Part 3. Good looking for the shout-out to uh, me cluing uh, Camillo. Some of Queen's like finest King, right there. I feel hmm? like it's King's Disease Part 77. Right? <laughs> like Him and Hit Boy be dropping. Yeah, they be cooking. All right, well, let's get in some front page. Oh, yeah, because they had other projects, too. That's why. They had the uh, the Magic Project. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? They definitely had the Magic Project. Okay. Well, let's get in some front page news. Now, last night, did you watch the game by any chance? I was uh, taping my t- show. I was I was on set last night. I okay, I was trying to get night. you. I was trying to see if you said I was watching the game and didn't go to Joe Coy's thing. But mm-hmm. last night... In- Thursday night football, the Panthers beat the Falcons 25-15. What else we got, Easy? All right, well, Adidas and the Anti-Defamation League have created an anti-bigotry curriculum for student-athletes. And they are going to enlist athletes to fight anti-Semitism. They announced this yesterday, the president of the announcement. And in front of more than 2,000 people at the Jacob Javits Center, Rupert Campbell, who's the president of Adidas North America, denounced the anti-Semitic comments made by Kanye West. And they said, first, we acknowledge that we don't always get things right. The racist and anti-Semitic hate speech by our former partner violated our rule, our values. We took action to begin dismantling the partnership. This took time given the complexity of the partnership, but we remain committed to living our values. The past few weeks have been quite difficult, uh, according to the regional director of the Anti-Defamation League of New York and New Jersey, Scott Richmond. Uh, He said, if you're not Jewish, be prepared to assert yourself as an ally because our struggle is your struggle. It's America's struggle. And according to Jonathan Greenblatt, who is the CEO of the Anti-Defamation League, he said that they tracked a 34 percent increase in anti-Jewish acts in 2021. He said that was the highest number we've seen in more than 40 years of doing this work. This is no longer a situation of concern. This is a state of emergency. All right. So, yes, I guess now the uh, student. You said the ADL and Reebok? No, Adidas. Oh, I thought you said Reebok. I thought I was wondering, what kind you got to do with Reebok? I thought you said Reebok, too. Yeah, I thought you you said Reebok. I was like, what kind you got to do with Reebok? Oh, I could have sworn I said Adidas, but maybe I didn't. All right. Mm -hmm. And at the Obama Presidential Center, they suspended operations yesterday after a noose was found on the site. They did offer a $100,000 reward to help find out who was responsible. Lakeside. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. 
Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We all can't help but wonder what awaits us around the next corner. What new roads are left to be discovered? What adventures lie just over the next ridge? Push beyond your current limits and find out. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there. Where the road leads you and even where the off-road makes a way to. If you're taking on your adventure in a 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is always your updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Whether the adventure is about the destination the journey itself, or both. Your SUV will match your tenacity mile after mile. And no matter how far you wander, you'll remain tethered to home without the need to connect to your phone. Along with Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Every one of Nissan's SUVs have the capabilities to take you where you want to go. The world is waiting to be discovered. What are you waiting for? Learn more at Nissan US. USA.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller? I traded in my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. 
course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Alliance, a partnership of Black-owned construction firms, said they reported the incident to the police and they'll provide any assistance required to help identify those responsible. Uh, the firm said we have zero tolerance for any form of bias or hate on our work site. Anti-bias training is included in our onboarding process and reiterated during site-wide meetings. We are suspending all operations on site in order to provide another series of these trainings and conversations for all staff and workers. Uh, now, President Barack Obama's foundation also released a statement. They said this shameless act of cowardice and hate is designed to get attention and divide us. Our priority <clears throat> is protecting the health and safety of our workforce. I wonder why they would stop. You know, that's what they would want, right? That's what that's what the whole idea of putting the new stairs to try them to get them to stop construction. I wonder why they would stop. And, and, and especially if anybody looking into real estate, the area around that is is prime real estate. If you can get some pieces, it's, it's our community. But if you can continue to hold our community, it's right near the water. It's right near where they're building that library. It's 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 a beautiful area over there. Well, I guess uh, they wanted to make sure, like they said, they do these trainings and conversations for all staff and workers to uh, find out who was responsible and make sure that everybody's safe. Mm-hmm. You know, all of this is so exhausting, man. Like when I, when I, when I hear these stories about anti-black racism, anti-Semitism, all of it is exhausting. It's like when I hear these things... I don't even know what to say anymore. Like, it just feels repetitive to keep saying, oh, you know, uh, racism is wrong. Bigotry is wrong. We know this. You just like you just want to get a a infinity gauntlet and just snap away all uh, all the all the bigots. All right. Well, that is your front page news. I don't have any other answers. No, nothing at all. Like, really, I don't have no other answers at this point. bro. Yeah, I just hate the fact that, man. They're building something special out there, and then you know they, they they just stop it because of this. And you know, I kind of feel like that's what they want. They want us to stop building that. They want us to agree with that. move that. You know, I'm, continue building it. It's beautiful. Building it. That's no, a I, I agree. Like, don't like because it's almost like you're letting the bigots win, right? Correct. No, I guess what it feels like. All right. Now, when we come back, Ida Rodriguez and Ian Laura will be joining us. He has a special on HBO Max called Romantic Comedy. And it's directed by Ida. It comes out today, so we're going to kick it with them. When we come back, so don't move, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Two guests in the building. Yes, indeed. We have Ida Rodriguez back in the building. <laughs> that accent was, I was so trying crazy. To, I was trying to get about Rodriguez. I couldn't get it. Why? Why did you why even do that? Like, why? <laughs> like, I don't even know the point <laughs> of that. Why, why <laughs> roll the R? But why roll the R? Okay. That made no sense. You've never rolled the R ever. <laughs> I tried, though. Then again. Jesus Christ. No, I'm not doing it anymore. Okay. And Ian Lara. Ian Lara. Wait, it's Dominican. Right. Dominican? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And from Queens. Dominican from Queens. I'm like the real envy. I'm like, would you say he is Dominican from Queens? I just yeah. thought you was black. Yeah. See? I, I am. I'm black. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't start with the erasure. Yeah, right away. No, We're no, getting no, into no, it. I didn't know. I just didn't know he was Dominican. I just, you know, when I saw him, he was like, what up? Yeah, I, I said that. <laughs> <laughs> you said people always ask you though, like, you sure you're not part a little? <laughs> yeah, people, people always they they just assume I'm because black gets equated with African American, like only, yeah, but it's, right. it's so that's much right. different things. So, Afro Latino. Yeah, yeah, so I I claim being black. I mean, I'm black everywhere I go. Like, so you the real DJ every day? Yeah, right from Queens. Yeah, <laughs> Southside. Well, he is Dominican. Well, Where that, you daddy from? 
Not Dominican. Not Dominica. Where your daddy from? Dominica. Okay. A oh, bit. he's French. You got colonized by the French. That's yeah. right. <laughs> now we know why you're so red. Yeah. There we go. Right away, talking colonizers. We get right into it. Right? <laughs> can, I'm on brand. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> no, but my best friend is from, uh, her family's from Dominica, so... Mm-hmm. I'm familiar. I've never been yet. Those are beautiful people. Yeah, you should go. I know. Envy, you need to go see it. it. It's a whole different feeling when you get to see your culture like Ida did. When you went to, um, when you filmed Fighting Words and you went to Puerto Rico and you went to the Dominican Republic, it's just seeing like that and filming it and documenting mm-hmm. it is a whole different thing. Yeah, seeing your people mm-hmm. and seeing our people all over the world mm-hmm. looking different, <clears throat> speaking different dialects, but mm-hmm. still being belonging to one whole thing that... I hope we find some solidarity because America about to be over in 37 days. And we don't even realize it. I keep trying to tell everybody <laughs> it's us versus fascism, but nobody wants to believe it. Why do you say 37 days? Because yeah. it seems like it's almost over, right? <laughs> it's almost over. Yeah, I hope not. This special coming out, I need at least three months with the special. <laughs> and, and America could do whatever it wants. Yeah, let's, talk, let's talk about the special. Romantic comedy. Yeah. Yeah, romantic comedy uh, on HBO, directed by the great Ida Rodriguez. I'm excited to be out November 11th, Friday. Uh, this is, by the way, I gotta say this. This is such a big deal for me because I used to work at the airport. Like before I did comedy, I worked at LaGuardia Airport. Okay. And at three different times, I brought all y'all, y'all bags when y'all was traveling through mm-hmm. LaGuardia Airport. Yeah. Hey, our bags. Yeah. I brought it to you guys. Oh, like you guys check, were at the thing. Yeah. And you guys were all cool. You guys, uh, Angela, you was like blessed, whatever. You didn't look me in my eyes, but everybody else is good. <laughs> Everybody yeah, else is really cool. Right. That's that's right. About right. Yeah, and he was like, don't look at me straight. Just put the bag down and I walk did, away. But I you guys that. were both so cool. You nah, nah. Like, people don't forget stuff like that. You were, he's yeah. lying. No, he's not. <laughs> nah, you didn't do that. You didn't do that. You, didn't no. do that. you was like, with your whole family, though. You had, like, your whole your whole family. Like, yeah, it was, oh, like, was 15 deep. Oh, yeah, yeah. 20 deep on that one. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to ask you, right, since you said the airport, how many times do people go through bags in the airport? Never. Did you just accuse him of stealing? Yeah. But, you know, I had stuff stolen out the airport. I'm sure everybody did. But I was just curious. Is is it normal? I I worked there for seven years. Shout out to the Graham crew at LaGuardia Airport. I've never seen anybody go through a bag ever. He's just trying to accuse you of... Yeah. He's trying to accuse you. And your whole squad. Yeah, I know. He's like, y'all all thieves. I work for Delta, though. I don't know. You be on... You spirit or... Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Now, at Delta, that don't happen. At Delta, that don't happen. We never go through nobody bags. One time at Delta. Who? Who? I don't know. I, I check, need names. I, I need names because I, I still bag. got connections over there. I, I find out. Bag, Why would somebody steal your underwear? They thought he was cute. <laughs> it's easy. Answer. That's you know, it's witchcraft. They, somebody buried <laughs> them in their yard. I hope not. And <laughs> they still waiting. <laughs> now, Ida, can we talk about your deal though? Because you actually. Um, so, directed. Ian, the special romantic comedy is coming out, but you also are producing comedy specials for other comedians, too. So, yeah. we did three. Uh, Ian is the Ian was the first. Mm-hmm. Um, we we did um, a comedian named Marcella Arguello. You were at the Sarah tapings. Marcella. And then two new uh, newer comics who won this competition and did these 15-minute specials. Ralph Barbosa, who's getting a lot of, little, a lot of shine right now. Yeah, shout out, Ralph. Gwen LaRocca, who's from Chicago. Mm-hmm. And these are um, Latino comedians that are not the typical Latino comedians that you're used to seeing. Ian walked in here <laughs> straight up in, you know, standing firm in his blackness, um, being having a very specific experience. And uh, I think that uh, we need to hear more voices instead of the, you know, listen, more power to everybody who's been getting the love. Mm-hmm. But there is a big ass... Uh, spectrum of Latinidad and I want people to see us in, in all of our fullness and black is part of the spectrum as I always speak about 
So I like to talk about it. And Ian and I have a very <laughs> special connection. He's my family. Oh, y'all actually related? No, no. Oh, uh, we are. Related. Well, her dad, <laughs> her dad is running in Dominican. We haven't done the DNA test. Exactly. It might be. Yeah. Yeah. Her dad was a king in DR, but yeah, but no. We, I met Ida when I was two years into comedy. We had the the same manager, and already we like we clicked right away. But what got you into comedy? Uh, I was at the airport and I just didn't want to keep bringing y'all y'all bags. I, I, I was like, if MV, if MV told me to look away one more time, I'm nah. I was I was I went to college. I was pre law in college. I was supposed to go to law school. I was had a politics pol political science major and oh, wow. yeah. And then my senior year, I just like was like people was like, yo, you funny class clown type of stuff and they was like go try a comedy you should try it and then I just tried it in New York City and I just fell in love that with was it your first show well, how in New come York you City? act like you didn't know about politics when you was on Hell of a Week I was, I was, I was playing that I'm character like, cause no cause you had me on with Killer Mike and Tara <laughs> and they, they went on a 30 Tara minute 30 minute dissertation on Atlanta politics right and I'm like I'm not doing that anymore <laughs> and also that wasn't my role in that show I was like yeah, they yeah, got yeah. the politics I'm gonna be this guy that just pretends that he has no idea what's got going you, on you, so I was you. doing a, I was kind of doing a character <laughs> I get it, I get it. By the way, I'm so glad that I'm doing this Like after you guys evolved because I've been watching you guys for a long time. And it's very different now because I remember when I did your show, uh, at, we went, we cut to commercial break and I, 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 we was talking. I was like, yeah, I feel like I don't belong on this uh, on this panel. And you was like, nah, you belong right where you are, brother. You That's need right. to be sure of where you are. Right. And I was like, damn, this is so cool that Charlemagne is this Charlemagne and not... You know, the Charlemagne he was to Safari when he came up here. I was, I was like, thank God he's evolved. And Safari found, belongs here too. He doesn't belong here rapping. Found therapy. That's, <laughs> all. That's all. Yo, how was your first show when you decided, you know, when your family and friends said you're a comedian and you booked your first show? I mean, my family and friends, they didn't find out about it for like, so I was doing it for like three, four years before they even found out. Because when you start doing comedy, it's like, mm -hmm. you're like a drug dealer. You don't want nobody to know. It's like, you're like embarrassed about it. You're like, you don't want nobody to know. Until you, right, right. So my first one, I just went with my cousin. We just went to like an open mic. And you don't know anything when you're when you're ignorant to like what you're doing. It, it seems like as well. But obviously you look back and I was like, that wasn't, you know, I wouldn't want that recorded and out there for sure. You didn't get booed though. No, no. I, I haven't got booed. talking and not paying attention. No, no, people paid attention. Oh, so people that paid was attention. A good first. Yeah, it was a good first. Your first time is always great. Yeah, yeah. It's the second time. Right, the right. Time where you eat. Right, life. right, right. Because yeah. exactly. the first time I was like, so maybe I'm Chris Rock. I'm trying to be. It's an expression when you they say you eat a dick on stage. That yeah. means you bombed. Um, because apparently eating a dick is bad for you, but it's always that first time. What? <laughs> I said I was going to be nonsense yeah. today. Comedy I, crazy. I didn't want to be heavy. I, like, be I ain't no standard was like that. I know this. Of course, no. They know what you're talking about. I need to go. I thought they said you got to eat a dick to make it in Hollywood. That part. And so the funny thing is the first time is that adrenaline rush you got it all in you mm -hmm. everything you've been wanting to get out you you do so great that second time yeah. that's when that's when reality knocks on the door and says you don't know what a premise is you right. don't know what a punchline is gotcha. you really you feeling yourself and then you know you have to die on stage and then that's when you decide if this is for you or if not. this is for you all right we got more with ida rodriguez and ian laura when we come back so don't move it's the breakfast club good morning Hey, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Ida Rodriguez and Ian Lara. His special romantic comedy premieres today. All right, Charlemagne? 
What does directing a special mean? Because I always see that, like you know, you see Spike Lee directed this special. What is directing <laughs> a so comedy funny. special? So we mean? was having this conversation. Remember, because uh, no, what talk. HBO said. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not gonna say what HBO said. What's, go ahead, talk. I'm gonna let you talk. Well, from my perspective, I mean, is I didn't know either though, because going in, I was like, because they was like a director, and I was like, what do they do? Like they just be like, hey, do this. But working with Ida, I mean, it is everything, especially for me, because I wasn't at the point where I could walk into HBO and ask for things that I needed. But mm -hmm. Ida, like, Ida's just a boss. Like, everyone is like, they, you know, they don't want to say no to Ida. So I, me and Ida would talk. I would be like, hey, Ida, I would like this. Ida would be like, give me a second. She'll get on the phone and it'll be done in like a second. So it's so much from like the cameras, the lighting. Like, I'm a dark skinned person. So I've, I've done special. I, I look at it and I'm like, I'm not lighted well. Like, I'm like, they, this camera's for light fair-skinned people i'm not that it's a certain way you light a black comedian it's a certain way a certain angle you got to capture their essence too like when you go see me you want to in a, in a visually you want to capture what it is as much as you can what it is to see them in person and i feel like in this special it captures me 100 like if y'all don't like it y'all don't like it but that's the best that i am is in that special that's the best that i am right now at this what point think, Ida? What, is, what is directing it's his launch pad so, you know, I think directing is, it's so funny because someone was just telling me about how someone else was saying, oh, all she did was point at the monitors. And I'm like, you know, that's, I've been on Zoom calls for months prior to that, discussing every aspect of how he's going to come to light. But, you know, listening and paying attention to them and seeing what they want to, want to, how they want to be seen. If you watch Gerard Carmichael, Bo did a great job lighting him. He looked yeah, that beautiful was great. And, and Rathaniel. Like the way that he lit that black man, which is important to how somebody feels about themselves when, when you see mm. somebody take the, the time to say, let's make sure you see his face because mm. his, he's giving you him. There's yeah. no set. There's no props. It's just him. So I think uh, directing is, you know, just just being a vessel for greatness and for me i just i'm humbled and thankful that he trusted me and they trusted me and that edwin lacona trusted me and that viva yeah, pictures trusted me and that hbo tr max trusted me and the the multicultural team trusted me to just go out and say hey let me let me show this let me show y'all what i see when i see him it's crazy that you said that right because we don't think about that. We just think about the special, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Joe Coy was up here a couple of months ago. Oh, he talked okay. about how difficult it was to, to find somebody that can light things right. Yeah. And, and to find the, the right sound when somebody talks through a mic. So he actually said he had to go to different shows to see how lights were. And, oh, I like this person's light. So he mm -hmm. hired that person. And go to different shows to say, oh, I like the way it sounded with this one. And you don't realize how difficult mm -hmm. that is. We take that for granted from somebody looking from the outside, but I'm sure it's it's very mm -hmm. difficult to figure that stuff out. Well, I mean, I've been on the other side of it, so I know yeah. what it feels like. I'm a tall <clears throat> woman, and you can make me look goofy as <laughs> if you put the cameras on me the wrong way. And and Marcella, who I directed also, is 6'2". So I was like, make sure you don't cut her head off. Make sure you don't cut their hands off. The microphone is the tool that a comedian uses. You can't just cut the 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 limbs off. My son told me that. You know, like it, it's it was it's a very interesting thing. I heard him when he was talking about lighting and how important that was. You know, those of us who have this light skin privilege or whatever it is that we call it now, we don't have to. We don't worry about not being properly lit. It's automatic, mm -hmm. right? But when you are of a darker hue, that is something that's not automatic. And it's as 2022 as we like to be, that's something we're still talking about. And so for me, I heard him. So I was like, we're going to make sure. And the DP was generous enough and kind yeah, enough was. to listen. He was. And he went about and did whatever he needed to do 
to make it happen. And and I'm I'm grateful for that because oh. it doesn't happen like that. It's very very it's very much a problem in Hollywood improperly lighting dark skinned people. Yes. How important is the audience for you too when you're filming? Especially because that's something we have to think about, too. Yeah. I mean, the audience for me, I was just like I had toured the I had toured all over the country. Like I took the show everywhere and I was pretty confident. Like if you put me in front of a uh, audience, like especially in my hometown, I'm from New York, like a New York audience. I was pretty confident that it would it would go well because like, I've done it so many times. I've And also especially it was like a show. So they're they're ready. There's warm up. There's cameras. A lot of times they they're like very excited to go. And luckily we had two great shows. We yeah. We pretty much kept the first show, right? We just did the first show, but the second show was just as good. Yeah. And I think it's so cool, like, like also to piggyback off what Ida said, working with, like, not even on some race stuff, but, like, just working with people. Like, when I did your show, everybody that worked for your show is, like, black, and if they're, like, black makeup artists, it's, like, such a relief because I'm, like, there's stuff I don't have to worry about that... I had to worry about what I work with, like, white, and it's not because they're racist, they just don't know that there's a difference. And mm -hmm. even like with a director, like a director doesn't necessarily always do this, but I remember I did a fitting for the special and I was wearing this jacket and like all the people who were there who were not minorities was like, this looks great. This looks great, you're gonna look great, it looks great on camera. And I left and I was like, all right, cool, I got my outfit. And then like three hours later, I had to call me like, where'd you get this jacket? This looks cheap. You're not going to perform in this. It looks bad on camera. We're not. You can't do this. He's like, I know it's an expensive jacket, but you can't do this. You got to find another jacket. And, and, and uh, to that point, somebody who's not of that culture would probably just let you go up there with that jacket. Right. Because they don't even want to tell you it's whack. Right. They're like, well, then I would have been on YouTube getting roasted. Like, right. where he get this jacket? Right. By Black Twitter. So it's, he saved me on that one. So It starts me, at the top, though. Like, to your point, it's like, <clears throat> like my showrunner is black. And then, you know, uh, Bianca's brown. Rachel and Bianca, and they fill in the, the blanks. So yeah. When you see that black and brown staff, it's because of them too. Yeah. And also, it wasn't so. Uh, yeah, it did look bad. It did. The quality didn't come through. It didn't complement his skin tone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, and I know that that was an issue for him. So I'd rather tell him that because I love him and I want him to win than to be, you know, let him do, let him not say anything and then have him suffer later, right. which I think is something. That as a village, people we should be doing for one another. Because mm -hmm. you've seen people and you like, oh, why did Faison wear that on the red carpet? <laughs> you know, Faison is my brother. <laughs> and, and you're like, why he do that? And Or whoever it is. I'm not picking on him. I just say his name because he's my friend and I can use that as an example. <laughs> so I don't know if he wore something crazy on the red carpet or not. But I'm saying you can instead. I'll be like, yo, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What'd you do with the jacket here? I still got it. I got to so, pull that out for something else. I still got it. Because oh, it don't, look, it. It don't look good on camera. Yeah, it right. look good in person. In yeah. person, you're like, it's cool. But it has like a gloss to it that yeah. it don't look good on camera. But I'm gonna be, I did lose confidence in it. I haven't wore it since. <laughs> <laughs> I did lose a lot of confidence in it. No, I, I'm, I'm working on it. Can I got to build it? up. Can Maybe. post a picture so we can see what it? I'll post a picture of it. I'm going to get roasted then. It's going to yeah, defeat yeah, the yeah. whole purpose. <laughs> You know, I, I, the reason I love this is because this is how you kind of got your break, right? With Tiffany and the yeah. whole day ready thing. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It was Tiffany who put us on and made sure we got paid, like uh, our count, our male counterparts. Mm -hmm. And that's always been, you know, that's always been our thing. Um, that throwing back the rope is something we've been talking about before we made it. Of course, they're you know they're always going to say, well, Tiffany, because Tiffany's famous and she has a big name, but she knows it. We know it. We talked about it. We always just said whoever goes first, and she went first. And so that's always been the thing. And for me, you know, there's a there's a whole section of Latinos that you never get to see, and that's that's going to always be my mission: mm -hmm. merging black and brownness. You know, creating uh, pathways and 
solidarity because all of this stuff bleeds into everything that's happening. All right, we got more with Ida Rodriguez and Ian Lara when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Ida Rodriguez and Ian Lara. His special romantic comedy premieres today. All right? Talk so you talk about your relationship. So Here we go. the person you're in a relationship with, how do they feel when you talk about the relationship? What per- no, the, well, the re- this is dating from like a- to say what person, King. N- nah, you, you misheard me. No, you misheard me. Nah, nah. No, no, no. Charlie, who, who, whoever she thinks she is, he knows she not now. Nah, nah, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not true. That's, that, that's not true. This is all the rope back. Yeah, I'm speaking as an artist. I just not personal. No, but it's not about. It's not really about my relationship. It's about just dating or what it's like. I mean, I'm I'm 32 now, and I'm not married. I'm not like I have no kids or nothing. And it's just been like a culmination of all my dating experience and all my friends. Being Dominican with no kids is totally breaking all stereotypes. Oh, I know. That's why I'm on. That's why I got the special. They, they, <laughs> do you wear white jeans? They, I, nah, I couldn't do Did the white jeans. White, I, jeans. white jeans with the Giants jersey. <laughs> <laughs> white jeans with the blue Giants jersey. That's Dominican. Now you said <laughs> you've also said that you think dating is harder now than it used to be. Yeah, I mean for sure, for sure. I mean, back, I, I had a joke about it where back in the day, like you hear stories about it all the time. I hear stories, especially with the Dominicans, where they would have you have a family and you raise another family right like right on the same neighborhood two families in the neighborhood and everybody just mind their business nobody that's said a, nothing that's something we got in common a, well, yeah 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 <laughs> my daddy was doing the same right but there was no phones people didn't yeah. capture you you how was you gonna get caught cheating you got caught cheating because you live right. in the same neighborhood it's, right it's literally yeah like, but <laughs> if they called you like if they called your wife and was like yo i saw charlemagne out with this girl you could be like they're lying no proof and that's it yeah, yeah. And that's it now, if they had a big ass camera, excuses right. were way worse. <laughs> oh, I'm over here doing work, doing construction on the house. Uh, oh, it's my assistant. <laughs> That's your dad. You said your dad. Oh yeah, that was my dad. Right, but now it's hard. You can't yeah. be out here. You gotta, you, you know, it's social media. You need to be following everything. There's yeah. stories. It's it's tough. It's, you can't get away with that type. I know somebody who was married, and there, this was. Um, they said that their husband was had a whole family. He would pretend to go to work in the morning, but he would be driving like six blocks away. One day she followed. <laughs> That's how she. He had a whole nother house and family, like six blocks away. <laughs> six blocks. Couldn't get away with that now. Same zip code. Right. Same zip code. But it still happened. I dated a girl. Uh-oh. I dated a girl for six months. We we dated. It was, and then I found out she had a fiance. She was like engaged to be married. She lived with How'd the guy and everything. Out? Cause he called me one night. Oh, he went through oh. her phone, read her messages. He called me. Oh. Did you tell See, her? back then there would be no going through the phone and checking messages. Yeah, you yeah. Got the, away with it. Yeah, I told her. What you think I'm gonna have her back? Yeah, yeah, I told her. Yeah, told her. yeah. Hell yeah, I told her. I told her. Yeah. I actually have a joke about this because his energy was real weird. Like, I picked up, he called me from her number and I picked up hey, thinking baby. it was her because I had like 30 missed calls from her number and I thought something had happened. And I picked up, and the first thing he said, he was like, Yo, is this the nigga with the pretty ass eyebrows? And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was like, I was flattered to be honest. I was like, I don't know what this is, but thank you. Uh, thank you <laughs> about the eyebrows. And then he asked, He was like, Yo, I'm with this girl, I have a fiance. And I was like, Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't know, bro. I don't know. He wanted like to meet up and fight. I'm like, I don't want to fight you. I don't, I don't care enough about this. Like, you do. This is fiance. I understand yeah, yeah, yeah. why you're upset. I'm not that upset. So, like, you think if she would have told you I'm engaged, you would have still messed with her, like, been the side guy? He's listening. 
Yeah, uh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. maybe. Like, just be honest. It, you know, it's People say that. I feel like God say, let's be honest. Women be like, let's be honest, but then you honest and they leave. And I'm like, well, that's, that's right. not what I wanted. <laughs> Did you yeah. have sex with the young lady that we were talking about? The girl? Yeah, yeah we was there for six months. Wow. Yeah. she. It was wild because she lived with the guy and she used to like stay over my house and stuff. She used to say she was like at his, her parents' house. And, and wow. You're really snitching. Like, you're going further with this. It's fine. They broke up. Okay. It's cool. So, were you telling him, was he asking you all those questions he was asking me for details like details and i'm like you read the text messages you know the details because she was saying the stuff in the text messages but they broke up like the next day wow do you want to know all those details i don't know that was weird and then he called me like a couple days later like bro mean? like i just i just need to know and i'm like bro now i feel bad for you <laughs> He's like, I just need you to tell me, like, man to man, like, did she do this? And I'm like, did she do that? Did she eat a p***? Did she eat a p***s on stage? I'm like, goodness. No, that's enough. Oh, man. Did you listen to the special? Like, so you come see him? Nah, honestly, everything is cool. It was honestly deeper than that. He was cheating on her, too. She had called him already, so she had moved on and did check out. I'm like the end of Hey Mom with Jules Santana be like, I hit. I got to go. What else? Yeah. <laughs> now let me ask you this: How do you, how personal do you get? Because, like, for instance, Chris Red, he got attacked outside yeah. of the comedy. Shout out, Chris, yeah. And then he was talking about it, and he was saying at first he really wanted to go on stage right away. Yeah. But he was bleeding. He was like, I don't want to bleed on these people. But he said he did want to like go on stage, and he does address it in his stand up. And for you, a lot of things happen in your personal life. So, do you feel like those are things when they happen, you're like, I gotta figure out how to incorporate this? Sometimes, sometimes I try to be as real as I can from my perspective point of view. So every joke is my perspective. It's not. It might not be exactly how it happened. It might not be exactly how the story. But that's what I think. Well, that's how I would have wanted to react. So I try to say that. But it's weird, especially when you're dating, because like now you meet girls and they're like, don't put me in your stand up. And I'm like, I'm gonna if, if it's <laughs> if, if it's funny, mm -hmm. I, I, I might have to. But mm -hmm. I don't put nobody's name in it. And then and you would never know it was you unless only me and you would know who it, exactly it is. And, and her fiance. Watch romantic comedy. There you go. Yeah. Romantic yeah. comedy. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Megan Thee Stallion. Listen up. It's just in. All the guys. Guys. The rumor report. Guys. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, the Southern Black Girls and Women's Consortium, alongside influential leaders, have have written a letter of open support for Megan Thee Stallion denouncing violence against women. Individuals who signed that letter include Congresswoman Maxine Waters, also Tarana Burke, who is the founder of Me Too, a Planned Parenthood CEO, Alexis McGill-Johnson, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson-Lee, um, Angela Rye signed the letter as well. And so in that letter, it says... You are larger than life in many ways. Your name is in lights, your face on billboards, your songs in the history books. And this is still just the beginning of your story. As you've risen to the top, you've also had to endure a lot of obstacles along the way in the face of triumph and tragedy alike. You always keep your head held high. The letter goes on to say it must be said that our culture has failed you, one of its most brightly shining daughters. 
In July of 2020, you experienced a violation of the highest order at the hands of someone whom you considered a friend. Since then, you've had to endure public harassment and taunting, not only from that person, but from others choosing to stand with him. Bloggers have circulated rumors and excitedly reported on the most traumatic experience of your life as if it were juicy gossip, often perpetuating the idea that you've got a reason to lie, that you shouldn't be believed. And at the end, it says violence against women is still entirely too common and acceptable in our world. We make excuse after excuse to explain away even the most heinous acts. Black women are also often fearful of what will happen to their assailant if they choose to involve the law, as you yourself were afraid to do and are left unprotected by the system and the community alike. Oh, everybody just needs to let the court case play out. Her supporters and detractors. You know, once the court case plays out, you know, time will tell all. All right, and Method Man was talking to Sherry Shepard about being an actor, well, a rapper slash actor, and why a lot of rappers are great at acting. I think that there's so many rappers who are great at acting. Do you think rap lends itself to acting as well? Well, I think a lot of rappers are great liars. Really? Uh, yeah, a lot of them are, are great liars, and um, I think that translates on screen. Yeah. You know, honestly, it's, it's, it's more of being able to stand in front of 15,000 people or 1,500 people and commanding their attention. Even like when people do plays. Yes. They, I mean, we know that the scenery isn't moving. We know that there isn't like a, a they, they aren't on an actual moving train. But we're so intrigued by the actors and the process that's going on in front of us. We allow ourselves to dwell into and or fall deeper into our imagination. Yes, and in that world, they call that the suspension of disbelief. That means that you know something's not true, it's not logical, but you suspend your disbelief for the sake of enjoying what you see in front of you. Yeah, a lot of act, a lot of rappers and, and musicians get into character, right? When they're writing there their music, go. whether it's, you know, they're a, a huge drug dealer or, you know, like Biggie's story to tell. He's telling a fake story, so it's easier that, for them to get into character, I think. That's exactly what it is. Rappers are liars, but more importantly, they're characters, and, and most people in hip-hop are playing characters and, and in life in general most people are playing characters and a lot of things that people do are performative so of course they can perform mm -hmm. all right now chris rock is doing something for the first time ever it's his first ever live netflix special so he's going to do his comedy special live streaming now there's not a lot of details but they did say it's going to be in early 2023 and, you know, he's worked with Netflix several times. And so now he's doing this live streaming Netflix special. That's dope. I didn't see that feature on Netflix, but I'm excited about that. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out how can you watch something live yeah, on I Netflix. Can I, I can't wait to see it, but how is that going to happen? I don't know. Well, they said if it's successful, this could change the future of Netflix's programming. So this is something new that well, they're, doing, a live they're doing with Chris Rock. Yeah, Amazon does it with football, so I'm sure they can do it with a mm -hmm. live comedy show. That'd be dope. Yeah, it's probably just a function where it's like live TV or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then you just go and see it live. All right, now T-Pain was on his Nappy Boy radio podcast with Taylor Bennett. And he was talking about making so much money that he would charge artists cars. I started charging cars for songs. It came to a point where like I had enough That's money. So hard. And yeah. was like, we need a hook. And I was like, I, hey, look, it's a 72 Impala that I want. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You had me? Going and looking for parts to put the car right, together. Right, Not right. even shit that was out now. Yeah, was it right? I just I don't even want a new car, bro. Go get me a old school. I'll do this hook for you tonight. Mm -hmm. I wonder if you have to pay taxes on that. Probably not. Um, I'm right? sure they're going to be listening now. 
Because that would, I mean, they're going to be listening now, but that could be smart depending on what type of vehicle or car he gets. Because if he gets a car that's limited, that goes up in value, you know, it could be worth a lot of money. But like you said, I'm sure Urs is uh, watching right now and like, hey, we didn't uh, get clearance on that one. How about an audit? Yeah, I don't know what the I don't know what the rules are on that. If it's a gift, if you have to pay taxes. Anything that right, somebody pays Swiss- you, you have to pay taxes on. All right, now Swiss Beats has gifted French Montana for his birthday, and here's that gift. The fast one. This is a fast one. Shout out to my Swiss. He got me a camel for my birthday. What if it's Beats? What do you do with a camel? Do you have to pay taxes on that? I don't think you bought him a camel. Guys. Oh, Swiss raises camels. He does that raise camels in Saudi Arabia, yeah, yes. Swiss but I don't think he camels. bought him a camel. He probably rented him a camel for the birthday party. But, you know. But, but, but buying him a camel is like buying him a sports team for Swiss. Swiss, Swiss raises camels. But you got to maintain that camel and feed that camel and, I guess, walk the camel. I don't know much about camels, but French can't raise no hey, damn man. camel. Hey, man. Swiss I got does pictures camel of you racing. on a camel. Yeah, I'm sure Swiss will put... Uh, Put put French on what he should be doing. I think Swiss owns a whole racing team. He owns a he whole does. camel racing team in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, he does. He owns a, a whole team. It's called the Rough Rider team in Saudi Arabia. Oh. He races yeah, so maybe, maybe that camel will be part of his team. Mm. All right. Well, that is your rumor reports. All right. Charlamagne, who are you giving that donkey to? Man, four police officers in Lake City, Florida, need to come to the front of the congregation. What does your Uncle Charlotte always tell you about the great state of Florida? Oh, we'll talk about it for after the hour because this adds on to the legend. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Right now, get the lowest prices of the season on a great night's sleep during Mattress Firm's Veterans Day sale. Save up to 60% on select mattresses, plus get free and fast delivery. Visit a store near you or mattressfirm.com today. Make sure you tell them to watch out for Florida, man. Florida, man. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes, you are a donkey. A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. Police arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. It's a breakfast club, bitches. Donkey of the day. With Charlemagne the God. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. Uh, before I start off Donkey of the Day, let me salute the women of Sigma Gamma Rho. They are celebrating 100 years of greater service and greater progress tomorrow. Uh, salute to all the poodles out there repping Sigma Gamma Rho. Dropping the clues bombs for Sigma Gamma Rho. Yeah, shout out to those women. Yeah, salute to my niece LaPorgia for always repping her set and reminding me every year that November 12th is indeed uh, Sigma Gamma Rose found this day. Now, donkey of the day for Friday, November 11th, go to two police officers with the Columbia County Sheriff's Office in Lake City, Florida. What does your Uncle Charlotte always tell you about the great state of Florida? Say it with me. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Now, the officers' names are Officer James Hodges and Deputy James Gold. Full disclosure, uh, I was tired on this fine Friday kind of going through the motions until I saw this story. And I said to myself, Florida, don't you ever stop being Florida. And I say that as if you could stop if you tried. Okay, Florida is going to always Florida, just like water is going to always wet. All right, Florida will always be the craziest place in America, and it's not even close. I'm at the point where I truly believe these stories we see about Florida in the news, they're not even real. It's just all satire. And somebody writes these things just to make us laugh, and today is no exception. I'm serious. 
Florida stories are so good, okay? I could literally give these offices donkey of the day based off the headline alone on CBS News, okay? Just the headline. Would you like to hear the headline? Listen, remember this is Please Florida now. No, the headline. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Remember, this is Florida, okay? Now that you know this is Florida, listen to this headline because you know it's good. A blind man was arrested after an officer thought he had a gun. Did you hear what I said? A blind man was arrested after an officer thought he had a gun. Oh, and I forgot the most important part of the headline. It was his cane. I can't make this kind of stuff up. Let's go to NBC News for the report, please. Police arrested 61-year-old James Hodges, and he was charged for resisting an officer in late October on Marion Avenue and Duval Street in downtown Lake City. The body cam video starts off with the deputy stopping Hodges, asking him what's in his pocket. The navigational aids. What's the problem? You a tyrant? Yeah, I am, actually. What's your name and date of birth? I don't have to give that unless Yes, sir. I was investigating. Do you want me to put you in handcuffs right now? Hodges then asked the deputy what her suspicion was. And the deputy responded that it looked like he was carrying a gun in his pocket. Shortly after, he takes the walking stick out of his pocket to show the deputy that it is not a gun. Am I detained? Yeah, you are. What's your name and date of birth? It does not matter. Yes, sir, it does. Hodges showed his walking stick to another deputy at the scene. The deputies then handcuffed him and took his driver's license out of his pocket. The sheriff's office declined to do an interview but posted a statement on Facebook that says in part, quote, we are aware of the Columbia County Sheriff's Office body camera video involving the arrest of Mr. James Hodges on October 31st. Sheriff Hunter is troubled by what he has seen in the video and the matter is being addressed. Police mistook a blind man's walking stick for a gun. Well, I have to ask in this situation, who's really blind? What's the point of having vision if you can't see? Poor Stevie Wonder better stay out of the Sunshine State. Imagine Stevie Wonder having a glass of wine while playing the piano and then getting arrested for DUI because police officers mistook the piano for a damn car. What's also interesting about this is the man is blind. You think he has a gun, but you stop him to make sure he's carrying the gun properly. If I saw a blind man with a gun, I would want to know why is he carrying it at all? No disrespect to all the blind gun owners out there, but you can understand my confusion, right? Is that even a thing? I'm 44 years old, and it's never even crossed my mind on whether blind people own guns or not. But now I can't stop thinking about it. So I did some research, and by research, I mean Googled. Uh, I typed in, do blind people own guns? And the answer is most definitely, <laughs> okay? Really? Apparently in America. You ever heard that, Envy? No. <laughs> Well, apparently in America, being blind does not keep you from owning a gun. Some states like Nebraska and my home, South Carolina, require gun applicants to show proof of vision. But in 2007, Texas lawmakers passed a measure to help legally blind people hunt. Let me tell you something. Mm. I watch Daredevil. So I know that blind people's, uh, you know, other senses, are, other senses are extremely heightened. But it ain't no way in hell I'm going hunting with a blind person. Okay, <laughs> no way. It, 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 it makes no logical sense to me whatsoever. Look, I tell y'all all the time, I'm not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary. But one would assume that being able to see would be one of the necessary qualifications for owning a gun. Okay, that's the problem with most of y'all humans nowadays. Anyway, you shoot like you're legally blind. All right, most of y'all don't hit what you're aiming at with 20/20 vision. So how you gonna hold it down when you pop? Let me tell you something, officers in Lake City, Florida. With that man lacks in vision, you all lack in empathy. 
There is absolutely no reason for that man to have been incarcerated, and he had every right to be frustrated with y'all because it's ridiculous, okay? Whenever you're accused of doing something you weren't doing, it sucks. But when it's something as ridiculous as mistaking my walking cane for a gun, imagine if he had his seeing eye dog with him. What would you mistake that as? Huh? A little kid he kidnapped as part of a human human sex trafficking ring? Huh? You know they say empathy is seeing with the eyes of another. Clearly, the officers were seeing with the eyes of the blind man they decided to harass. I would tell Florida to do better, but Florida, doing better would be so less entertaining for the rest of us. Please give Officer James Hodges and Deputy James Gold the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey of the way there's a movie mm. on hulu called see for me and this woman is house sitting and she's blind she also was a professional skier and uh it just brought to light a lot of things that you talked about because she ended up having to like kill these people that came into the home that were home invaders but there's an app for blind people where you have like a person that navigates you to walk around the house it's really interesting but it's a real life thing but just putting that out there mm. what do you mean Maybe guide you around and be like make a left shoot now like that like that type of thing Exactly. Like you put it on FaceTime. I think the app is called Titular and you put it on FaceTime. So if you're blind, they can help you like kind of guide and navigate through. So she was on the app with this person and they were like, okay, you know, at three o'clock, he's at three o'clock. And yeah, it was interesting. I mean, obviously it's just a movie, but I didn't realize. Obviously it's not because Charlemagne just said blind people have weapons and have licenses to own firearms. Right. No, I'm saying, but that's a real life app. Hmm. So that's all. It just made me think of that because I was like, she's really doing a great job with this gun, even though right. she's blind. Okay. Damn. All right. Well, thank you for that, Yee. And thank you for that donkey today, Charlemagne. Mm-hmm. Up next, UFC welterweight champion Leon Edwards will be joining us. All right. We're going to kick it with him next. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hey, what up? Power 105.1. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building, UFC welterweight champion Leon Edwards. What's happening? What's going on? What's good? Listen, my guy right here, Red. Yeah. He's so excited that you're here. No, I appreciate he's, he's, it. He's a big MMA I, I, I'm guy. I'm excited UFC to be guy. here. You know? This is like, a, for me, like in the UK, this is like a, a big deal, you know, so I'm happy to be here and all love. What are you doing in the States? I'm just promoting um, media, media run. Okay. Um, my, um, Israel's fighting this Saturday. Is he? Uh, yeah, so I want to watch him. And it's been busy since the fight. I won about in two months ago. Mm-hmm. So it's been busy, like, promoting that and running off that. So how do you get in the uh, UFC, man? Like, what made you want to beat people up for a living? Um, well, <laughs> I got uh, 16, 17 years old. I got into uh, mixed martial arts and... Because I was always getting into trouble as a kid, you know? Like It always always, starts like that. Yeah, 100%. I was was born in in Kingston, Jamaica. Mm -hmm. I immigrated to the UK at like 10, 9, 10 years old. Um, My dad died at 13, got murdered at 13 in London, in the UK. And from there, I went on like a bad spiral. Mm. So my my, um, my mom suggested mixed martial arts. Because I was always good at fighting, Mm -hmm. you know? So she's like, you try this out and fell in love with it. Yeah, yeah, so... Before your before your father passed, did 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 you have the same anger? I don't. I guess it would be anger, like anger and rage. Was it the anger and rage you had to kind of like project somewhere? That's why well, you got into the fighting. 
What before he passed or after? Well, after he passed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's like after he passed, I think that's where it, it, it took a turn, right? Because mm-hmm. um, like growing up like in, in Jamaica, my dad was like the leader of the gang where I, where I grew up in, like I was born into in Jamaica, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I've, I've always been around like violence as far as like guns and stuff like that, you know? So I was always like, like used to it. Then also when it, when it, when it, when it passed away, um, yeah, I think more just like the the trauma of it, like drawing mm. like, me down into like hanging out, getting into gangs mm-hmm. and like same shit that he was into, you know. And um, to this, I said about thirty to about seventeen, um, when I met martial arts and kind of grew out of it. Do you remember what your 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 your, your temperament was like before he passed? Yeah, but like similar. Like I'm, I was, I'm like a humble, calm kid, you know. So yeah. I, I was, that's that was like me before, mm-hmm. you know. And then obviously when when he when, when he passed. I just remember the like the the, the switch, you know, and yeah. just thinking, I oh, like the world, like the world, like I just moved to a new country. My dad got killed in that country we moved to. Um, single mom, mm. um, so you got to like figure it out, like going go to a new country, figuring out with two kids, and so like all that. Your mom, your mom is never in the house because she's always working, mm-hmm. you know. So it's um, I think it's the same story for most most people from like where I'm from, you know. Well, yeah, well, like most people like from like trenches I'm from, but similar e- stories, you know. But everybody don't grow to have su- success. Yeah, yeah. Because exactly. you know, sometimes you know, if you don't, if you don't deal with your trauma, your trauma ends up dealing with you. Yeah. So clearly, yeah, yeah. somewhere along the line, you found a way to channel that trauma exactly. to, the, to exactly. something positive. Yeah, exactly. Like I remember going like the first day in the gym, I remember like the just the positive feedback I was getting. You know, like, oh, you're good. Like you should, you should like you can do something with it. I feel like that spurred me on mm-hmm. to want to keep going back to the gym. You know that I feel like the po- the positive reinforcement that I had like made me want to go every mm-hmm. day. So like at one point I was in the gym from like morning till like night. You know I'll, I'll train in the morning, I'll chill there all day, and then I'll go I'll train again on the night. Mm-hmm. You know and that was my, my routine from like eighteen to in my twenties. You know. Wow, I'm interested in like what did your mom instill in you? You know what I mean? Because for some reason yeah. people think that. When you're raised by just your mom, you can't grow up tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly, nah. clearly you yeah, did yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> my, my, my mom is tough, you know? Or, or. Like, she had to be tough. Um, I'm hoping you take it off and leave it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got it I got it yesterday in, um, at Dior yesterday. But over here, the tax over here is like almost double the price yeah. in the UK, you know? Like, in the UK, like, this jacket in the UK is like, in pounds, it's like, let's say about two 2,000. Yeah. Over here, it's like two five, two, Damn. Two eight, you know? Um, but yeah, my my mom, she was like raised tough. She was like, come from like all girls, all girls, all sisters, mm-hmm. no brothers. Um, she had me at like age fifteen in Jamaica, you know, in Kingston, Jamaica, in poverty. So she had, she had, she had to be tough, you know. So, um, yeah, she she, she definitely raised two tough boys. You know, mm-hmm. my, my brother is well, Fabian. He does um, mixed martial arts as well. He fights the Bellator, and he's he's like one fight away from fighting for the for the world title. You know, so. Should definitely raise some killers for sure. I'm surprised you didn't like hate the hate the country y'all y'all moved to after something that tragic happens. Like I'm like I don't want to be here no more after seeing my father pass. Yeah, but you could have passed in Jamaica as well. Just in the life he was living. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like to be, be the leader of the gang in Jamaica, you have to be, be like on some shit. You get mm-hmm. me? So um, you could have passed it. I like as a kid, I just knew that that was the the outcome. It's like everyone around me was dying, you know. So mm-hmm. like that was the outcome. Like eventually, it's even it's even gonna get. Um, to death or prison or something, you know. I was as a kid, I didn't fall like that, but now mm-hmm. looking back on it, like, that's really realistically the only outcome that could have happened. Yeah. Why martial arts? Like who? Um, I don't know. It's like random, random. Um, I've, I've I never know what the UFC was before that. I didn't know what mixed martial arts was before that. You mm-hmm. know. Um, 
like literally, I was, I was walking to the the bus stop. My mom and she suggested there's a gym getting built in my area where I grew up, and she was like, oh, "You should try this out." Thinking I'll just keep me away from hanging around on the street with my mm-hmm. friends, and I was like, okay, for her I'll do it, you know. So I went up to the gym, um, inquired about the membership. At the time, membership was um, sixty pound a month, which is like seventy dollars mm-hmm. a month. But as a single mom, I know that she couldn't afford it, and I thought that's that's a, a hefty monthly price tag for a single mom, you know. But she's like, she's like, listen, I'll pay for it. Just go, just do it, you know. I was like, okay, I'll do it, and I did it, and yeah, just kept growing and kept improving. I'm sure you didn't make the transition from the street so fast, though. Nah, nah I was still like dabbling. <laughs> I so, dabbled to about six, to about sixteen, to about nineteen. I dabbled, you know. So you you know a little bit of martial arts and you in the street. Who's the first person you kicked in the neck? I fucked a few people. <laughs> I <laughs> but I was always good at I was always good at fighting from like yeah. just like off the rip, you know, just like good at street fighting. But also when you go to mixed martial arts, you get like technical at mm-hmm. fighting. You know exactly what you're looking for and how to do it. You know and um, so yeah, I, I took out a few. So, so when did you learn the discipline? Because I'm sure the discipline is probably what helped yeah, yeah, you really yeah, make yeah. the transition. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, I'll say like. Literally, probably like a year into it, mm-hmm. you know, because also when I got into it, I started like researching the sport, like what is mixed martial arts, like what what do they make, what what what's a, is it a career in it, you know, and then um, once I see there's a career in it, I was like, okay, cool, I'll I'll, I'll stick to it, you mm-hmm. know, and I think over time, just like you gradually, just your energy just switches, mm-hmm. you know, you're like you're like you want to be in the gym, you know, um, you don't hang around in the street, just getting in trouble, um, in the UK as well, it's a big like a knife crime yeah. thing. Like over here it's like guns, right? We got guns as well, but you, you, like for the like 16, 17, 15, 14, that's like stabbings, you know? Um, so it's like, yeah, it's either that or just hang around in the gym. That's what I did, hang around, hang, hang around in the gym. Now all my friends that I was hanging around on the street are now in the gym, mm-hmm. you know? So just like for me making the switch, now all my friends are now into martial arts, you know? Wow. All right, we got more with Leon Edwards when we come back. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with UFC welterweight champion Leon Edwards. Charlemagne? UFC President Dana White has confirmed uh, the trilogy fight with you and uh, Kamaru. Kamaru Usman. Yeah. yeah. How you feeling about that? Nah, it's going to be in England? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm excited for that. You mm-hmm. know, like to headline um, the UK, 60,000 people is trying to get like a stadium show. It's, it's, it's going to be big, you know, it's going to be big and I, I'm excited. This is the third time around. He beat me the first time by points mm-hmm. and I knocked him out the second time, you know, so now we're going back home on my turf and my backyard and I'm excited. It's going to be good. Why why, why a third time though? Like 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 mentally, why do you need a third fight? Um, I think not, I think not, not for me. I think for him, he's, he was a long reigning champion for a while, yeah. you know, so I think in the UFC, if you, if you reign for a little bit, they'll kind of give you like another shot at the bout. Mm-hmm. So he was on the feet for like eight years. Um, so yeah, after knocked him out, there's okay, let's do it. But now on your turf and in your backyard, and but to me it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't matter, you know. I'll do the same thing over and over and over again. So we could fight ten times. I believe that I'll, I'll win. I'll win nine nine of them, you know. How do you how do you think the third fight is gonna play out? Because I always wonder about that when you fight a person three times. Like, does a person see something in you? Like, if yeah. I if I can expose that weakness, yeah, yeah. maybe I have a chance. Like, um. I think for, like for Usman, he's like a very heavy base, wrestling base, mm-hmm. um, fighter, you know, decent boxing, but more more wrestler than anything. And um, I think now I'd love to see how he comes out after being like, he was out cold, you know, so I'd mm-hmm. love to see like how now, how he reacts after being put put out cold. Because at the time, if, I think he thought in his head that he could never be beaten, undefeated for eight years, never lost in the UFC, um, never been taken out in the UFC. Wow. I, did, I did it both in, in one fight, you know, so... I'd love to see how he comes back now and 
um, run it back. So either way, it doesn't make no, no matter to me. Do you uh, abstain from sex before fights? <laughs> I always hear that about boxes. Um, I normally do like three. It depends on the fighters. I think like normally like three or four weeks, like a month. Like about a month before. Um, I think it's more mental than anything. Yeah. Uh, I, I did it before in my amateur days. What, f***ing on the same day as the fight? Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> what you mean? What, what? <laughs> nah, nah. That's a different week in your legs. Um, after a f***, I went to sleep, so no way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, probably like a, a month before. Just more mental than anything. I don't think physically it makes a difference, but in my amateur days, I did it. Mm-hmm. Like uh, a week after the fight, and I was fine, you know, so. But I think now you're playing for big money and... It's, Opportunities that don't like risk it, you know. Yeah, I heard that you were sparring with uh, Ian Gary, and you sent him to the hospital after kicking him in the head. <laughs> um, it was a light spar. We weren't going that hard, you know. Like he came, like, he wasn't clearly. Yeah, no, no, no. He was going. It was a good spar, a good yeah. level work, you know. And he hit me first with a head kick, like a, a good one. You mm-hmm. know, I was like, okay, cool. Then um, yeah, I was, gave him one back, but like my toes hit his hit his mouth. It were like my like my 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 shin, you know. Like normally the shin hit, that's when you're out. You know, and but um, when he tells it, it's like a slap. It's like so, like you can't hit it. Like busted his teeth, and but it's all good. He's good, good, Hold good on, whoa, new whoa, teammate. Whoa, whoa, you busted his teeth yeah. with your toes? Yeah, it's like a <laughs> he toes hit right, so it's like a slap. You know, but normally, <laughs> no, like, no, normally hold when on, it, no, <laughs> hold on, man, hold on, hold on. So you, you, you're to- it was his toes? Yeah, because like when you, when you throw the kit, normally you're trying to land like your your shin bone. Yeah, that's you trying to land land on, on, on the head, and that like put you out cold. But if you if you fall short, then your your, your feet will like slap them. Yeah, and that's what happened basically. And God damn, like, busted a lip, but it's all good. Do you it, work out your feet? Nah, nah, it's con. It's con- <laughs> 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 conditioned. Like, your body just get conditioned over time from okay. like hitting <laughs> and just get tougher and tougher, you know. Yeah, you, you, you <laughs> had to negotiate a new deal uh, before the Usman fight too, right? Um, yeah, but now but now I wonder about now it's, now it's a new negotiation again. Okay, you know, because now I got, I got to negotiate pay per view and um, percentages and um, yeah, get that get that dope. You know, and is that normal? Is it is a, is a per fight negotiation? Um, no, normally okay. UFC it's like a, it's like a, a contracted like four fights, five fights. But at, at this level, like top five normally is like a a longer contract, mm-hmm. and um, you get to like negotiate. It depends on who you're fighting. Mm-hmm. Like I fought like Nate Diaz before. And I, and I renegotiated for that as well. So it depends on, on, on the opponent, how big, how big the fight is. And um, yeah, that's normal how it goes. Why do uh, UFC fighters look so bad in the ring when they fight like a Jake Paul? Yeah, but Jake Paul is fighting like all like the, the retired UFC fighters. You know? yeah, yeah. Like um, he fought like Anderson Silva the other day. Like for mm-hmm. me, that's my, my idol. Mm-hmm. When I was like young, getting into MMA, he was like the guy that I looked up to like in his prime, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, to see that the other day when he fought and he's like 46 years old and slow slow down his reflexes ain't the same and his chin is a bit gone mm-hmm. you know so yeah but he's fighting like yeah like retired UFC fighters and yeah. he fought no one that's like fresh he called out Nate Diaz yeah but yeah but Nate Diaz Nate Diaz too, you know? too long in the tooth yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah it, 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 it took a lot a lot of work over, over the years yeah you know and he's only small as well so I think Jake is at what 190 180 I don't know how big he is but um, yeah I think he's small compared is, to is boxing that I mean, is, is is UFC and boxing that much different? I- um, nah, nah. I, I think like a a UFC guy can learn boxing quite fast, mm-hmm. but I think a, like opposite way around, like a a boxer to, to learn MMA is it's probably a longer process. Mm-hmm. You got like wrestling, jiu-jitsu, kickboxing, it's a lot to learn, you know. But uh, we do boxing as part of our training, um, so it's not a big difference. Um, but 
it's, got, it's like a different range, different timing. It's all different. You're only punching the head on the body, you know. Mm-hmm. As it mixed martial arts, you can kick the leg, you can kick the body, you can kick the head, you know, you can elbows. And so, um, yeah, I think it's, it's easier to learn. You think you f- Jake Paul, huh? Facts, yeah, 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 facts, facts. I, feel, I think, I'm like, can my strike, my style like striking, like my, my preference mm-hmm. is, the, is the strike, you know, I'm comfortable with boxes and I got um, a great boxing coach back home that, that helps me out and in camp I always get good boxing work, you know, because I think it, it toughens you up for, it conditions your, your body, you know, because when you spar boxes, they go hard, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it worth it for you to, to, to do something like that or do you feel like that feels like a, a sideshow almost, like? What, boxing? Well, no, with, with somebody like a Jake Paul, if you... I'm not now, probably not now, because I'm in my prime now, you know. Yeah. I just won the UFC about two months ago, and um, this like this was my dream. And I was like, going to the sport is mm-hmm. to get get it there and, and use it to change my family's life, you know. And um, also, the, the, for the dough, if, if, if the dough is good, I'll do it, you know. But right now, I'm focusing on being, like, the best right now in my sport, you know. And after that, then I can venture out and see what's there. I saw you uh, tell uh, Mirror, mirror.co.uk yeah. that you... Um, that you and a McGregor fight could happen. I said it'd be easier to happen. We've got the same management team, right? Um, mm-hmm. Like, we got on the red hat, Tim. Because all, all white people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's obvious. Yeah. You, you didn't have to, you know, make that statement. We know. I can look. I got eyes. I can... <laughs> um, yeah, so, we've got the same like, management team. Yeah. You know, so, if it was going to happen, it'd be easier, easy to make, you know, because it's in-house talk. And, but, um, Would you but, even want that? Uh, uh, for the... For the money, yeah, but as far as like my my career, I don't I don't need it. Yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. I don't need it. Is is um he's not a welterweight. I'm I'm a, I'm a welterweight. He's no like a like a lightweight. I know he put like some muscle on recently. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I think I'm too big for him. You think he fell off, Conor McGregor? It's difficult for him to come back and compete against top five. Mm-hmm. I feel, you know, I think um he put a lot of muscle on as well. That that affects the fighter a lot, you know, especially if you he, he broke his legs. He ain't been able to like train properly and. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love for him to come back and do well. You know, I'm, I'm not a hater. I don't, I don't like his success doesn't sh- like dim mine. You know, so mm-hmm. hopefully he does come back and do well. Is it true that you like you when you're uh, the type of fighter you are, you gotta have like registered hands or something like that? Nah, I, I registered my like my body's registered as far as like health insurance. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Not, not, not. Um, I think you can't go out there like look to like pick fights with people. You could obviously get sued, right? But, uh. Um, but you can definitely self like self defense, like defend yourself if you feel like it's, yeah you have to, you know. Or facts. Well, Leon, I know you gotta go, man. I, I just wanted to just thank you for coming through, my brother. No, I appreciate it. Like for me, like I said, it's a it's a honor and a big deal for me, you know, to, to meet you. Like, you're, you're smaller than what for you. Yo, like. yo, 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 yo! Don't, don't <laughs> no, think, don't think, yeah. don't think you can try me, <laughs> no, yo. No, no, no. That's so love, but like this is what I watch, like like my manager tell you, like 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 in camp, like. You train twice a day. Like this is my like my 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 downtime. You know, like I'll. What's talk. your favorite Breakfast Club episode? Um, I've seen like I've seen all of them. Mm-hmm. I was like the Birdman one. That was, that was a good one. That's like the cliche one. And I was like, that's like all of it. I was like the way right. like you interact with the with the people. You know, like you, you, know, you make it feel chilled, not like pressure doing it. You know, so I appreciate it. Leon Edwards, everybody. Uh, thank you, my brother. No, I appreciate it's it. Breakfast Club. Thank you for having me. Appreciate good you, man. man. The Breakfast Club. Power 105.1 The Breakfast Club Envy, Angela Yee and Charlemagne the God Oh yeah, I'm gonna make a banger with this
Last time you told me you proud of me, you wasn't proud of me, you were the nigga who doubted me. I was too mad at you, you let him come kill you, my brother, that was a tragedy. But magically, I got the strategy, I was so sick and tired of nigga. He asked me who was the between the hood. Bro, I'm a king, that mean we good. Talked to my TT about my problems, learn to survive, I carry my chop. Before I was 12, I went to the doctor, on the strip when I took me a rip. How you my blood, you say you gon' pop me? Fall over loyalty, never about thotties. Don't mention my name if you mention them bitches. Don't mention my name if you mention them bitches. Stop taking drugs at the center of something. How you gon' blame me? I give a cabana. I'm a star, gotta use condom. Don't drink pot, only like walker. Sippin' on walker, I feel like I'm flocker. In my pocket, that nigga go blocker. Say that I'm mean, what you mean? I coach you. Get away from a high speed, don't toss it. Called you a bitch, I'm sorry I lost it. Head down, X pill, Percocet off it. My phone that passed me a charge. Ain't have a coat, walk to school in the thermal. You lookin' up to it, they'll burn you. Get on my business, this shit don't concern you. I get to diggin' this shit when I learn you. I love the treasure, this shit is eternal. Oh my god, I'm having a version. I wish my brother had made it, I surgery. I be up thinking, be hurting me. If they gon' catch me, them niggas gon' murder me. Get my bro 20, he caught for a burglary. I love the bitches who say they ain't hurting me. Never seen blood, turn burgundy. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk new music Fridays. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On the Breakfast Club. Listen up. Yes, and we also got to set it off with letting y'all know that Wakanda Forever is out today. So I know everybody's going to the movies to see that. And Rihanna has another new song, Born Again. Here that is. So until those rivers run out, it runs through me. Wherever you are, I'll be there. We carry on. All right, so that's two Rihanna releases within the month. That's amazing. I love how Rihanna is using uh, the, the Black Panther soundtrack to reintroduce herself to the music scene. That's mm-hmm. dope. All right, also out today, Nas and Hit Boy, King's Disease 3. Now, Envy, I know you got to mention a, a shout-out on there. Yes, I did. All right, well, here is Nas with Ghetto Reporter. And 
And then Glorilla, she has a project out today. Anyways, life's great. We love Glorilla. And here is uh uh. Said I was done with dude. We back at it again. Said he couldn't get no way. I'm looking back at it again. Like I've uh, been making money. I ain't trying to make no friends. And if you did, you gotta stand on it. Ain't making no me. All right, and like I was telling you, Envy, um, Young Blue, he has another project out today. This project is called Tantra. He has such a great story from Mobile, Alabama. Uh, you know, he had that feature with Nicki Minaj that we all had a chance to hear. He also has a song with Lil Wayne. But here is Young Blue featuring Kelly Rowland, Freak Freak. We ain't gonna go on dates no more, but I wanna be a Under my sleeve, grab your throat till you can't breathe. Grab a pillow so you can't scream. Can you just come and special on me? You're a bad little thing. We can have a little fling. We ain't gotta be serious. Yeah, I'm gonna reach out to Blue today and see if I can get a call for the uh, call show. Absolutely, positively. Yes, and the album, um, he also has Lucky Day on here, Ty Dolla Sign, Neo, uh, French Montana's on the album, Fabio Foreign. He got mm -hmm. Zane on the album too, who hasn't been doing music in quite some time. So make sure you guys check that out. Also out today, Wizkid, more love, let's go. Here is Two Sugar. And Run the Jewels, they have Run the Jewels 4 out today. And it's a quattro, really. And what they did was they have rappers, producers, singers, musicians, and visual artists from across Latin America. So it's a remix album. So shout out to them for Run the Jewels Quattro, as Envy would say. Mm -hmm. Also, Drum has new music out today. What had happened was, and we all just seen recently the, uh, the drama play out between Drum and, and uh, Drake. He didn't like that reference that Drake gave to him on the album. Also, Black Eyed Peas, Elevation, that's out today. David Sebastian and DJ Drama with God Save the Rave. Uh, Gashi with Elevators is out today also. So enjoy your Friday. Enjoy your weekend listening to new music. That's right. All right. And listen, since we're talking about releases, man, um, I do want to salute uh, Dr. Matulu Shakur. Uh, he has been granted parole by the U.S. Parole Commission, you know, uh, it's, it's a deathbed release, though, because he has bone marrow cancer, but he's been granted a deathbed release. And um, he, they say he has less than six months to live, but, you know, at least he won't uh, have to die in prison. So okay. salute to the family of Matulu Shakur, and uh, just salute to Dr. Matulu Shakur. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. When we come back, let's get to the People's Choice Mix. Uh, you know it's Friday, so we throw it back. Let me know what you want to hear. And it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. When it's time to get with someone special, the best way to do it is with Magnum Large Size Condoms. That gold foil wrapper is a badge of honor and it means you're protected. And you take care of things with comfort. Accept no substitutes. Bring the pleasure with the gold standard. Magnum Large Size Condoms. WWPRFM HD1 New York. And iHeartRadio Station. Let me put a little bit of The Breakfast Club up in your lifestyle. J. Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. You are rock, 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 rockin' with the best. You know how we throw it back on a Friday? 
Let me know what you want to hear. 800-585-1051. Let's go. Turn it up. November 27th, my car show is headed to Huntsville, Alabama. It was
talk about bucks in the tub. Let's talk about making love. Let's talk about cherries on top. Girl, it's going down. I wanna talk dirty to you, baby. On the hotline. Also known as a Represent your side like me. Round here, if you stick, you catch a hot one. My shot, a couple of dollars. Belvedere in the rear of the club, pulled up on dubs. So we about to go and buy the bar up. So, so, for sure, we ain't playing. Hang with no lames. Walk insane. I'm saying. Like I said, we throw it back on a Friday. Let me know what you want to hear. Baby, I don't love her. You don't love me? You know what? I don't even want to talk to you. She don't mean nothing to me. I don't want to see your face. She was just telling me. I just want to see you walking through that door. Ain't nothing else to say. Sunshine in, listen, let's go. One, two, sing along. Come home late. It seems you barely beat the sun. Tapping my shoulder. Thinking you gon' get you some. Smelling like some fragrance that I don't so if you want some love, and I suggest you go back there where you came from. Day to day with you is always something else. Working my nerve, God knows that I don't deserve what you put me through. Cause I've been so true to you, for you to come at me with another lame excuse. See, I, I heard it. 
someone special the best way to do it is with magnum large size condoms that gold foil wrapper is a badge of honor and it means you're protected and you take care of things with comfort except no substitutes bring the pleasure with the gold standard magnum large size condoms make sure you tell them to watch out for florida man, florida, man. the craziest people in america come from the bronx and all of florida yes you are a donkey a Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. Police arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Donkey of the day. With Charlemagne the God. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. Uh, before I start off Donkey of the Day, let me salute the women of Sigma Gamma Rho. They are celebrating 100 years of greater service and greater progress tomorrow. Uh, salute to all the poodles out there repping Sigma Gamma Rho. Drop on the clues bombs for Sigma Gamma Rho. Yeah, shout out to those women. Yeah, salute to my niece LaPorgia for always repping her set and reminding me every year that November 12th is indeed uh, Sigma Gamma Rose Founders Day. Now, Donkey of the Day for Friday, November 11th, go to two police officers with the Columbia County Sheriff's Office in Lake City, Florida. What does your Uncle Charlotte always tell you about the great state of Florida? Say it with me. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Now, the officers' names are Officer James Hodges and Deputy James Gold. Full disclosure, uh, I was tired on this fine Friday. 
kind of going through the motions until I saw this story. And I said to myself, Florida, don't you ever stop being Florida. And I say that as if you could stop if you tried. Okay, Florida is going to always Florida, just like water is going to always wet. All right, Florida will always be the craziest place in America, and it's not even close. I'm at the point where I truly believe these stories we see about Florida in the news, they're not even real. It's just all satire, and somebody writes these things just to make us laugh, and today is no exception. I'm serious. Florida stories are so good, okay? I could literally give these officers donkey of the day based off the headline alone on CBS News, okay? Just the headline. Would you like to hear the headline? Listen. Remember, this is Florida now. No, the headline. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Remember, this is Florida. Okay? Now that you know this is Florida, listen to this headline because you know it's good. A blind man was arrested after an officer thought he had a gun. Did you hear what I said? A blind man was arrested after an officer thought he had a gun. Oh, and I forgot the most important part of the headline. It was his cane. I can't make this kind of stuff up. Let's go to NBC News for the report, please. Police arrested 61-year-old James Hodges, and he was charged for resisting an officer in late October on Marion Avenue and Duval Street in downtown Lake City. The body cam video starts off with the deputy stopping Hodges, asking him what's in his pocket. It's a navigational age. What's the problem? You a tyrant? He will be at the yeah, I am, actually. What's your name and date of birth? I don't have to give that unless Yes, I'm sir. Good. I was investigating. Do you want me to put you in handcuffs right now? Hodges then asked the deputy what her suspicion was and the deputy responded that it looked like he was carrying a gun in his pocket. Shortly after, he takes the walking stick out of his pocket to show the deputy that it is not a gun. Am I detained? Yeah, you are. What's your name and date of birth? It does not matter. Yes, sir, it does. Hodges showed his walking stick to another deputy at the scene. The deputies then handcuffed him and took his driver's license out of his pocket. The sheriff's office declined to do an interview, but posted a statement on Facebook that says in part, quote, we are aware of the Columbia County Sheriff's Office body camera video involving the arrest of Mr. James Hodges on October 31st. Sheriff Hunter is troubled by what he has seen in the video and the matter is being addressed. Police mistook a blind man's walking stick for a gun. Well, I have to ask in this situation, who's really blind? What's the point of having vision if you can't see? Poor Stevie Wonder better stay out of the Sunshine State. Imagine Stevie Wonder having a glass of wine while playing the piano and then getting arrested for DUI because police officers mistook the piano for a damn car. What's also interesting about this is the man is blind. You think he has a gun, but you stop him to make sure he's carrying the gun properly? If I saw a blind man with a gun, I would want to know why is he carrying it at all? No disrespect to all the blind gun owners out there, but you can understand my confusion, right? Is that even a thing? I'm 44 years old, and it's never even crossed my mind on whether blind people own guns or not. But now I can't stop thinking about it. So I did some research, and by research, I mean Googled. Uh, I typed in, do blind people own guns? And the answer is most definitely, <laughs> okay? Really? Apparently in America. You ever heard that, Envy? No. <laughs> Well, apparently in America, being blind does not keep you from owning a gun. Some states like Nebraska and my home, South Carolina, require gun applicants to show proof of vision. But in 2007, Texas lawmakers passed a measure to help legally blind people hunt. Let me tell you something. Mm. I watched Daredevil. 
So I know that blind people's, uh, you know, other senses, are, other senses are extremely heightened. But it ain't no way in hell I'm going hunting with a blind person. Okay, <laughs> no it, way. It, it, it makes no logical sense to me whatsoever. Look, I tell y'all all the time, I'm not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary. But one would assume that being able to see would be one of the necessary qualifications for owning a gun. Okay, that's the problem with most of y'all humans nowadays. Anyway, you shoot like you're legally blind. All right. Most of y'all don't hit what you're aiming at with 2020 vision. So how are you going to hold it down when you P.O.P.? Let me tell you something, officers in Lake City, Florida, with that man lacks in vision. You all lack in empathy. There is absolutely no reason for that man to have been incarcerated, and he had every right to be frustrated with y'all because it's ridiculous, okay? Whenever you're accused of doing something you weren't doing, it sucks. But when it's something as ridiculous as mistaking my walking cane for a gun, imagine if he had his seeing eye dog with him. What would you mistake that as? Huh? A little kid he kidnapped as part of a human, human sex trafficking ring? Huh? You know they say empathy is seeing with the eyes of another. Clearly, the officers were seeing with the eyes of the blind man they decided to harass. I would tell Florida to do better, but Florida, doing better would be so less entertaining for the rest of us. Please give Officer James Hodges and Deputy James Gold the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey of the way there's a movie on hulu called see for me and this woman is house sitting and she's blind she also was a professional skier and uh it just brought to light a lot of things that you talked about because she ended up having to like kill these people that came into the home that were home invaders but there's an app for blind people where you have like a person that navigates you to walk around the house it's really interesting but it's a real life thing but just putting that out there Mm. what do you mean guide you around and be like make a left shoot now like that like that type of thing Exactly. Like you put it on FaceTime. I think the app is called Titular and you put it on FaceTime. So if you're blind, they can help you like kind of guide and navigate through. So she was on the app with this person and they were like, okay, you know, at three o'clock, he's at three o'clock. And yeah, it was interesting. I mean, obviously it's just a movie, but I didn't realize. Obviously it's not. Charlemagne just said blind people have weapons and have licenses to own firearms. Right. No, I'm saying, but that's a real life app. So that's all. It just made me think of that because I was like, she's really doing a great job with this gun, even though right. she's blind. Okay. Damn. All right, Charlemagne, thank you for that donkey today. Yes, indeed. And I got to remind you guys, November 27th is my car show in Huntsville, Alabama. If you haven't got your tickets, it's like 15 days left. All right. It's Thanksgiving week. So a lot of you guys will be home. A lot of you guys will be off. So travel on down to Huntsville, Alabama, the Von Braun Center. It's uh, celebrity cars, amusement rides. Um, uh, American Muscle, old school cars. There's so much stuff for the kids and family. And of course, kids five and under are free. So just click the link in my bio for more information. And that's Huntsville, Alabama, November 27th. All right. Now, when we come back from the Wounded Warriors, we have General Michael L. Lennington. He's going to be talking today because, of course, it's Veterans Day. All right. So don't move and salute to all the veterans out there. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Audience DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. We have General Michael S. Lennington. Did I say that right? That's right. Thank uh, you. Welcome. Happy to be here. How are you feeling this morning? I'm feeling good. Coming into Veterans Day, That's it's right. a really good time of year, and 
Happy to be in New York. Happy Veterans Day. Thank you. And you are the CEO of the Wounded Warrior Project. You guys do amazing work. So I would love for you to talk about uh, the Wounded Warrior Project and how people can help. Angela, we serve um, hundreds of thousands of wounded or injured service members that over the past 20 years have given a lot to our country, protected our freedoms and way of life. And uh, to help, you just go to our website at woundedwarriorproject.org. But Really, we're having Veterans Day celebrations all across the country, the biggest of which is right here in New York City tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And what I love about this is that the services that you guys offer are so important, right? Whether it is mental health services, I was reading on the website, one in three uh, veterans suffer from PTSD, which makes complete sense. I couldn't imagine... Uh, but to be able to get the services that they need is important. And then even to know about benefits that they have that they might need to navigate through the system to find out about. Absolutely right. Uh, there's a lot of benefits out there not knowing what those benefits are. That's what we do at Wounded Warrior Project. Get them connected with the benefits they've earned. And then, as you said, physically injured or mm-hmm. invisible wounds, we serve a variety of programs that address both. Invisible wounds, PTSD, traumatic brain injury, easy to treat. But we do it. We do it better than anybody. And for veterans listening today, and I know you got millions listening. Mm-hmm. If you're a veteran that needs help, go to WoundedWarriorProject.org, sign up, join our organization, and get the help you've earned. Always wanted to know what what is, what do you think? A lot of times you feel like uh, a lot of people go and serve for the country, and when they come home, there's no resources for them, right? So you see them on the side of the road asking for money, homeless. A lot of times. I feel like our country sometimes doesn't take care of our soldiers. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, when people raise their hand and say, let me serve, they don't ask anything in return. They don't even know if they'll come home. But if they do come home, we owe them the best health care they've earned. Because only 1% of our population serves in uniform today. Mm -hmm. Uh, The majority of that responsibility lies with the Department of Veterans Affairs. But organizations like ours help the VA see themselves serve warriors in urban and rural areas. Maybe there's barriers to care. We help address those barriers to care. And we really do serve the centerpiece of the 4 million, nearly 4 million that have served since 9-11. I was in the Pentagon on 9-11. I remember it like it was yesterday. People that served after 9-11, we owe them the best our country has to offer. Also wanted to ask, um, and I'm glad that you came. My dad's a a, a veteran. He he was served in uh, Vietnam War. Wanted to know a lot of times you see like these hats or clothes, and they have it looks like the I would I guess the uh, awards that you know the soldiers yeah. win sometimes or they get from serving, and people wear it sometimes. And you'll see like retired drug dealer or retired hip hop head, and a lot of times I notice that you or know a veteran. lot of vets are upset about it. They don't like it. So what what is your thoughts on wearing stuff like that, and even wearing you know you see people go to the Army Navy store and they buy uniforms and things like that. What is your thoughts on things like that? Yeah, I think if you're a veteran, you should be proud of your service. I certainly am proud of my 35 years in the Army. Mm-hmm. By the way, today's the Marine Corps' birthday. Happy happy mm-hmm. birthday, Marine Corps. 247 years old wow. today. Um, I think veterans should be very proud of their service. I think they should wear distinguished distinguishing characteristics. A hat, a pin. I wear my Wounded Warrior Project pin everywhere. Um, you know, whether people that haven't served to wear the veteran stuff, I think, is, prob- is wrong. But... So you, you know, do think it's disrespectful. So I do. Out there, I do. They, yeah. Veterans do think it's disrespectful when you wear those absolutely. hats and shirts. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you're not a veteran, absolutely. Okay. It's not something to uh, make a spoof about. Right. Um, and then you guys also have a great network of people. I was um, on the side and looking at some testimonials from people who have 
uh, been part of the Wounded Warrior Project and how much it's changed their lives. I think that's great, too. The network of people that can help support you if, you know, you want to come in and they've been through similar things so that you can have those discussions and meet people who have experience, shared experiences. Absolutely. We're in 25 cities across the country. We do events, 8,000 events here all over the country. We're in every big city you can imagine, New York, Chicago, Atlanta, um, all over the country, San Diego. Um, we have active peer support groups. We have a network of support that's unbelievable. We have a lot of special events going on this weekend in particular in all those big cities, minus Florida where they're facing a hurricane. All but right. getting involved, being there for your brothers and sisters in arms. Um, we got a we got a we got a special on tomorrow, a Veterans Day special, um, uh, on Facebook and um, YouTube channel. Uh, Jesse Palmer's hosting that. Lee Greenwood's uh, singing. Uh, it's going to be a great event. And what does Veterans Day mean to you? What what, what do you suggest people do? I mean, because for a lot of kids, it's it's a day off of school. It's a day not to work, but. What should people really be doing for Veterans Day? I think at Veterans Day, you should reach out to every veteran you know, whether it's a family member, a loved one, a neighbor. Thank them for their service. Thank them for what they've done for our country. Um, It is a day on. It's a day to celebrate the exceptionalism of our veterans. And it's a day to reach out to veterans that maybe are in isolation and aren't being recognized. So if if you've got a neighbor or somebody lives down the block or somebody that maybe doesn't have family, maybe it's an aging veteran. Spend time with those veterans. Tell them how important their service and how important it was to the freedoms we enjoy as Americans. And where can people go if they want to donate, they want to help out, or to get more information if they're a veteran also that needs support? Our website's exceptional, woundedwarriorproject.org. All one word, woundedwarriorproject.org, O-R-G. At that website, you'll find a way to connect. If you're a veteran, um, connect with other veterans in your community. Take advantage of the free programs and services we offer in all the areas that you talked about, Angela. Uh, uh, We have a jobs program. We have connection events, physical health and wellness, mental health services, all free of charge to the veteran, no cost to the veteran. And it's also a way for supporters to go to that website and make a donation to help veterans heal mind, body, and spirit. We say at Wounded Warrior Project, every day is Veterans Day, but certainly the next couple days as we go into Veterans Day, very special day for communities all over the country to recognize uh, their veterans. All right. Well, we appreciate you joining us and sharing all this information. Again, happy Veterans Day to all the veterans out there. And thank you, General Michael S. Lennington. We really appreciate you as well. Thank you for your service, too, Absolutely. And the thank work you that you're continuing on. to do for other people. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much. Now we got a shout out to Ida Rodriguez for joining us this morning. Ida. Salute, yeah, salute to the good sister Ida, man. Uh, make sure you watch Ian Laura's special that mm-hmm. she, Ida directed. Um, it's on HBO Max today, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Romantic comedy. But shout out to Ian, Lara, and to Ida. They actually filmed that in Brooklyn, so I, I went to that whole filming. But he's hilarious. And like he was saying, his mother passed away, you know, right before that. So for him to be able to get back to work and, and do what he had to do, that to me, that's commendable. I couldn't even imagine. So shout out to Ian. Yes. And uh, Ida also uh, is, is putting out another special with somebody named Entrenos. Y'all know Entrenos? I don't. The Winners 3? Well, well, both of them premiere today. Ian Laura, Romantic Comedy, and uh, Entrenos, The Winners 3. They both premiere uh, today. So salute to Ida. And thank you to Ida for coming on my late night talk show last night. Um, hell of a week with uh, Neil Brennan, as well as Congressman Jamal Bowman and D.L. Hughley. You can stream that right now on Paramount Plus, okay? If you missed it last night in real time at 1130 on Comedy Central, you can stream it on Paramount Plus all weekend long. So do that. All right. Well, you got a positive note? Uh, I do have a positive note. Um, Empathy is seeing with the eyes of another 
listening with the ears of another, and feeling with the heart of another. Remember that this weekend. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. We all can't help but wonder what adventures lie just over the next ridge. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there. If you're taking on your adventure in a 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is always your updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Along with Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are all built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Nissan's SUVs have the capabilities to take you where you want to go. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.